The following program is rated TVMAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. What's that? Can you can you hear me now? No. You can't hear me now? No, I can't hear you now. You can't hear you? You I, I beg your heart on. I can't hear you. I beg. <laughs> Baking powder? <laughs> Excuse me? Excuse me, baking powder. <laughs> Dropping a hard C right at the beginning of the stream. <laughs> Gary's like, wait, whose channel? All oh, right, yeah. That's it's fine. British. It's all right. <laughs> There, I've done it! It's demonetized! Let's go! Hi everyone, welcome to The Real BBC. I'm your host, Hill versus Babyface as man. Hello. Hi. I know as. Uh, I, I know. I didn't, I didn't I need that you. intro, to be honest with you. It felt superfluous as. Joined as ever by two wonderful co-hosts, uh, Gary. How you doing? I'm great. Uh, right on time. Uh, right, Perfect. absolutely on time uh, for the show. I'm back home. You from didn't Wisconsin. arrive during the credits. At all. I did not arrive during the credits no. because you know what? This beard doesn't comb itself, bruh. Okay. Well, this, this beard got shaved off yesterday. Yeah, I saw. It. I did. <laughs> uh, back from Wisconsin, the meeting, uh, the meetup was awesome with the fellowship there. So hail to you guys. It was, uh, and then we drove out in snow and drove in snow for 10 hours. And that was uh, just super fun. Really fun with mm -hmm. uh, two adult children, my wife and three dogs. And we still like each other after 21 hours in a car. Family. It's, it's, it's about family. family. It's about, uh, awful about it. It's about family. Oh, yeah. And Doctor Who came out and brought oh. back Russell T. Davies and uh, David Tennant all so they could not tell a story, so they could send a message. Uh, before we introduce Mauler, I have a confession. Your last video was really good. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, I, uh, because we're probably going to get into it today. I I I watched the episode. You did. You did. 
<laughs> this I is the episode. Rather, I would rather be looking at trans titties than. Uh... Um, it was. Uh, it was. It was awful. Like awful. It's. It's, it, 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 it felt like, uh, I mean, we'll get into it, uh, but it, it felt like, it did feel like a, a parody of Doctor Who. But we'll get it. Anyway, Marla! Hello. How you, do, how you doing? I did, uh, admittedly, though, I did watch it on uh, one and a half to two times speed. Oh, so that probably improved it, your experience. Too slow. Marley, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing for right. It's a mixed bag today, you know, because I'm talking about the death of another franchise. Because I, I mean, fucking not to bury the lead, but I thought it was a shit episode. Uh, but the Chucky came out on Dead by Daylight, so I get to play the little doll killing people. That's fun. Yay! So you see, oh, it's, you know, hi, Gary. the universe giveth and taketh away. I thought you were going to say that um, Michael Waldron has been hired to write oh. Avengers movies and it was going to make you so happy. That was already like on the cards. If you remember, there was yeah. he was supposed to be for one and Loveness for the other, but Loveness got booed because of Quantumania's performance. Ironically, that means that Waldron gets both. Like, Aren't they both oh. Rick and Morty writers? <laughs> yes. I think that's horseshit, to be honest with you. I don't think they actually did much of anything for that show anyway. Because like, when they uh, staff Waldron... writers, though. Staff writers, yeah. Staff writers means sometimes you wrote a fuck freaking paragraph, line. Script, yeah. a line, Someone, and punched up some dialogue. That's it. Some people in chat will know what I mean, but Vat of Acid was apparently written by Waldron. It's one of the best episodes of Rick and Morty. There's no fucking way he wrote that. I don't believe it for a second. Like, uh, it, it, the idea that the guy who wrote Quantumania wrote that, just I, I find it absolutely unbelievable. And what's more likely is that um, I think that uh, Dan Harmon would have given away credits like that. To sort of help start up these people's careers, which is you know, <laughs> whatever. So that's why John Wagner was just off the credit for Beast, uh, because Pat Mills and John Wagner in the comic strip would uh trade duties. And this I heard I can't believe I'm referencing Richard Johnson, but you know, and I wasn't around, I wasn't in the UK in the 80s. Uh, but apparently was Hey, so apparently they shared duties, but they put, you know, just for to make things fine, they just put both their names on it. But that's the that's the reason given for John Wagner not being uh, credited on the Star Beast. And he, he is probably really happy about it, to be honest with you. He's probably the happiest guy to not get credited ever. <sighs> that's how it works. Uh, you know, um, uh, you know, Raimi is Jessica in the two Avengers movies as well, right? So that means that dynamic MOM duo would be back. I just, I Dude, really Kurt, wish Kurtz, Alex Kurtzman used to work for Raimi. Okay, Alex Kurtzman used to work for Raimi, and uh, uh, nothing rubbed off there. And then Jessica Gao supposedly uh, wrote a couple of the best episodes of Silicon Valley, but I'm <laughs> guessing that was mostly Mike Judge. Yeah, how I mean, how much, uh, uh, how much writing are they doing, and how much fleshing out outlines are they doing? Yeah. Well, in a nutshell, when they when they were given the opportunity to fly and be free, Mahler, uh, they uh, fell off the nest and were uh, eaten. There's a there was two videos I saw throughout the week about how Dave Filoni's credits for the Clone Wars and Rebels are not what they seem. I've um, heard this as well quite interesting that the video posits that a lot of the greatest writing that he gets credit for may very well not be uh his response ryan for. if you are um lurking 
because Ryan does lurk from time to time. Uh, if you can throw some yeah, uh, info on that, that'd be great. Yeah, the, what I got to, like saw from the thing. Apparently, this is all fucking on IMDb, which doesn't shock me at all. It's just that he's more credit as um, the creative director on a lot of different things, but not the writer. Um, and the the credits he does have for writing are not impressive episodes, at least not in the uh, first couple of seasons or whatever. And then, of course, um, if you're going to give him credit for being an overseer of those sorts of seasons that you think have the good stuff in it, then you should absolutely get that for Book of Boba Fett, Kenobi, and then obviously he does for Ahsoka. So well, yeah, it's, it's just interesting how we credit um, writers and directors with uh, talent and skill. It's, it's difficult to pass it out properly sometimes because you just don't have the information. Mm. Uh, speaking of credit, by the way, I'd just like to introduce the chat to our special guest uh, for this show, uh, Hassan Piker. <laughs> gonna be reacting up a storm it's the most sense he's made since i've known him i don't know him uh, speaking of good writers though i see the soskas in the chat soskas how you doing ladies erin how you doing brass monkey how you doing my little moddy poozies you little, you little kitty you little kitty um, yeah, so I, yeah, I literally finished the video that I was making today and I had an hour before the show. And so I said, right, let's, let's, let's get it on one and a half speed. And again, not, I'm not being hyperbolic, but I watched like 10 minutes on one and a half speed and I needed to, to, to go to two times. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. I was I was so done with it at one and a half speed for the twenty minutes or so that it has no no twenty uh, twenty minutes of uh, or yeah for review purposes uh, it was a godsend bro to watch because I had to watch it three times man and it's it's so Ooh. fucking bad it, uh, <laughs> I don't know I don't know what your expectations were but I was kind of like with this Peru I was like well let's see right what the best we could help for is we'll get some okay specials. I never thought mm. like we get freaking, you know, 2005, 2006 RTD. Never thought that for a second, but I thought, you know, Hey, they'll try to bring it. Sure. There's a trans character in there. Maybe they just won't mention it. Maybe they'll just like, let the character be a character. And that's, just, yeah, that's what I actually thought RTD was going to do. Yeah. Uh, there'd been a little bit of obviously news about the casting of it, but I actually thought casting of it being the, person well that, uh that we are wasn't sweet. meant as the, the prone anyway uh, but uh, yeah our children because uh <laughs> but i um i oh. never i never thought that that was going to be such a huge thing which just kept come i felt i even at two times speed one and a half times speed I felt like it's constantly being smacked over the back of the head with a with a fucking transition hammer. <laughs> yeah. Every other scene, there had to be some reference to it. And then I saw RTD's interview about when they uh, when the kids are calling uh, that person Jason. Is it Jason? Jason. And he yeah. he was talking about the uh, oh my god, we deal with dead naming, and I'm just there going. I don't fucking care. Not my... I don't care. I really don't. This is such a, a nothing issue to have. 
Uh, and I was just saying to Morley before we start the show, there was just a, a couple of moments that I was just like, oh, 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 no, no, we're back to being, we're back to being current day again. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like the thing I told my son who's on the spectrum, right? We sat down, had a little conversation. He's completely aware of it. And I just said, don't expect the world to bend to you. This, that's not how it works. Uh, you, you need to be part of the world. And uh, most people will be really cool. Uh, some might not, but do not expect the world. The, the world doesn't bend to me. I'm a recovering alcoholic. Oh, oh my God. Close every bar I walk into. Uh, everybody uh, uh, extinguish your 420 uh, when you're around me. I'm not fucking like that. The world doesn't bend to me. And, and that's what people need to understand. What this largely is, especially with the uh, transmission, uh, the people we see on Twitter, the people demanding compelled speech is you ain't right with you. And it's not our problem. You need to get right with you. You need to be okay with uh, whatever it is in, is in the mirror. And once you're okay with it, you're going to find you don't give a fuck what other people think. No. Um, this, uh, um, this is the, this is the, uh, one of the biggest ironies of all is, is the, the people who are jumping up and out. Cause by the way, I have seen no conversation online about the quality of the episode. The only conversation I have seen online about this episode is the ideologues are, 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 are screaming from the rooftops because ideology everywhere and the people who are just like, fuck me, ideology everywhere. And it's just another battleground. It's just another cultural battleground. But the people who are there cheering, yay, ideology everywhere. They're, they're the fucking idiots because they don't understand where this is leading. And this is leading to compelled speech. It is. is and, and, and if the Labour government get in power in the UK, we can be prison, imprisoned for two years for misgendering i.e not playing somebody's stupid fucking game you play your game i'm not trying to stop you i don't give a fuck you can call yourself meep or the king of fucking meat wand or whatever you want to do but i don't have to play your game but these people these people are championing it they're going to put into law that we have to play your fucking game. Did you hear what Az said there? And, and, and that's it's really important what Az said is he said he's not going to play your game, but go ahead and play your fucking game. Yeah, don't give a shit. We don't I, care. I, I could care less. Just don't tell me. Don't piss on me and tell me it's raining. And, and this is, it's just, you know, it's just misgendering. You just kind of correct yourself. It's just compelled speech. Oh, it's just prisoning our political enemies. It's just concentration camps. It's just a dictator. It's just everybody wearing gray suits, sitting in a gray house you don't air, uh, uh, own, eating bugs. It's just that. It's just the loss of total free will and freedom. It's just a sci-fi show, guys. It's just this. It's just that. Gary, I was... Do you know what I was dealing with yesterday? Because I, I was on, apparently I was on a, a, a Mojo top 10 list of... Uh, of, of uh, influencer meltdowns. Oh, whoa. <laughs> no shit. We got to see this. Who is it? Watch Mojo or Mojo Jojo? I, I don't know. I, I, don't Mojo watch, I, I don't watch Mojo. But, um, uh, and so, so yesterday I had a, a couple of people up in, in my social medias uh, telling me 
how much the little thing which doesn't matter doesn't matter. Oh, I know. We're back to that, right? Two it, months later or, or whatever it is. Still, it matters so little. Two months later, you still, you mm -hmm. still, doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Just say what we want. It doesn't matter. Just say what we fucking want because it doesn't yeah. matter. But if it doesn't matter, then you won't be. You, it doesn't you matter as long as you completely agree with us. As long as you comply. As long as, you comply, as long as you bend the knee and then mm. continue and then stay on that knee. Yeah. And, and lick the boot. on the other knee and lick the fucking boot. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's talk uh, about let's talk about the story of the Star Beast. Um, uh, which uh again is taken from go go read the comic strip. The art is oh, spectacular in it. It's absolutely spectacular. Dave Gibbons' art for Doctor Who is uh it's better than his watchman art. Okay. It just is. It's fantastic. But go read that because um, the story undid one of the best arcs in modern Doctor Who. Top three, top two, maybe the most popular across the board is the Doctor Donna and how satisfying that was. And yes, it can be satisfying and tragic and tragic. Donna still got her happy ending but she had to forget everything about the doctor. There's something beautiful about that, about that type of writing, you know? And particularly sad to see those clips in your video from uh, back when, 15 years ago, when they were talking about what that story meant and both uh, Catherine Tate and David Tennant talking about it as the end of the story. Mm -hmm. That's the end. And it's a sad ending. It's a bittersweet ending, but she's safe. And that's what's important. And it really exemplifies that's the doctor's life. He gets a best friend. He falls in love. Uh, he gets a group of friends and eventually he has to say goodbye. And most of the time it ends pretty sad for him, but he gave one of his companions, one of the best possible gifts. She's got a happy life, won the lottery and, uh, and he gets to remember all of it. You know, that's the tragedy of the doctor. Uh, now the tragedy of the doctor is they undid one of their best storylines. The, the original creator came back and did the Ridley Scott, but worse, and undid it for a stupid trend. <clears throat> for a fucking trend. That's what it is. Guys yeah. and gals. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me in 10 years. If anybody's going to be talking about this, talk to me in five years. If anybody's big, uh, you know, it, what a great world we live in. How great is capitalism, guys? That we can sit around, talk about Doctor Who, and uh, question our own gender for days on end. Imagine, imagine like, God, you know, hundred years ago, a lot of people were just hunting for food, digging for water, had to w walk an arrow shot away to go crap in the woods because they didn't have a toilet. Now we can discuss gender is just a construct and stuff because some professor regurgitated some shit at me that I paid a hundred thousand dollars for and gotten debt for, for the rest of my life and stuff. And now I want free stuff. So I can talk about stuff. Okay. This is fun. Oh, <laughs> so anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh... Listen, okay. I want to go. I want to go from earlier, super early, to the point with the the actual. I thought something was wrong um, with the with the file I had because uh, I hadn't seen the memes yet, but I soon did after I'd seen the episode. Uh, everyone was making fun of the first thing you see. Uh, I don't know if you both remember 
but it's like David Tennant awkwardly standing. Yeah. In space. It looks like it. It looks like the end of their videos on the Doctor Who channel where he's about to ask us to. Subscribe. I said it looked like a YouTube thing. I was like, so what's happening? Yeah. What's wrong? And it, um, it, it looked uh, cheap. It looked cheap. Well, I was watching it with uh, with Jay Axey, and uh, mm -hmm. it was mentioned that Russell T Davis said that when talking about the episode, it was very deliberate that the first thing people see is that shot of, um, you know, the the, the landscape shot. The, the city sort of shot. That's the that's the first thing apparently he commented on, as though there wasn't even a previously on at all. So that was added. My, yeah, my assumption is that the previously on was added late. That's why it's so terrible. That's why it looks like Catherine Tate is in her apartment or something, mm -hmm. like filming it. And the reason I think that David Tennant is like he is is because it's the only shot that I think they fucked up with him in terms of the editing. All of them are a, like a. A shot of him, you know, uh, half his body up and space behind him. Kind of the thing you'd expect, basic filmmaking thing. The first one looks like your default materials, which is you took the green screen out of David, dropped him on how he was filmed, and then the space sort of graphic behind him. It's like what I put in my backgrounds <laughs> from my I, articles. Like, it looks like they <laughs> fucked it up. And I... It looks so fucking terrible. It's, I've seen people be like, what the fuck shot is this? It's like, yeah, nobody would approve a shot looking like that. He's just standing in space like, hello. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. terrible. That's a good and point. Yeah, the, the there, wasn't a, there wasn't in, a big re reveal of him. When he when he pops out no. of the TARDIS, it's just here. It's not like full body walking out of the TARDIS, which it kind of should have been. Rachel Talalay, she knows how to direct. She did Tank Girl. I like Tank Girl. Oh, well, so sorry, I mean, like it, it just it just seemed clunky, broken, and that someone else made that previously on, and they had them rush the dialogue to be like, "This is how it went. This is all the things that happened, and now you're caught up. So now we can do the episode." And it's just like, ugh, that was awkward. Most people are able to get away with uh, incorporating the past into their future episodes so that we can understand the context as you go along. But that was what I was looking forward to. Perhaps unlike you guys, was that the dialogue was going to be good. That Russell T. Davis has like a skill floor. And the uh, even if broad story plot elements or whatever are going to be shitty, that I could at least enjoy these Some characters good like real yep. people. Uh, I did not get to have that. No, there's a cup for me. I won't say for you, but there was like a couple of moments where like, oh, that's the Donna. I like when Donna like wakes Donna up. I liked. And then, yeah, I and when she wakes up and realizes she spent all her money, that was that was I got it. I'm like, that's Donna. That is absolutely Donna. She's fucking pissed because she spent all her money. That's about it, though. Uh, yeah, that, I, I, that's probably the only bit of the episode that I liked. That was the one of the moments I was just like, oh, this sort of sounds like, uh, and then it, because we had to have. Binary, non-binary, binary, non-binary. Non oh, just fuck off. Um, Rose is the, is the, is the most uh, worst character I've fucking seen in the show ever. And uh, more importantly, no need for them to be in the episode. It just took away. It just took away. Oh. Like I, you could, you could have. Right. Let's say you bring Donna back. You could have actually have brought back. You could have made a really sad story of sure. this reconnection and the only way to save to save London, which, by the way, is already a conquered city. But we in the UK know that. So <laughs> that's what so I say. Like we don't give other a fuck if London like, burned. You know, you can fucking yeah, right? burn Lose, London to Losing the five blocks of London. Where's the downside? Yeah, this? you know, I see this as an absolute <laughs> win. You know. Uh, but you could have you could have had that 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 uh, Donna had to remember to um, and then she dies. Save, 
and then she dies. You could you could definitely write it that way. And then he's like, you know, I've had this face come back. Why? I've been pushed together with Donna. Donna's been killed. They've got to be connected. What's going on? And and that could be setting up for the next two uh, specials. But no, Uh, Rose is is a pathetic character. It's it's another one of these. Tell don't show characters, which are, are absolutely rampant, dude. In, in, the very in definition, the very definition of tell don't show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think everyone knows they called her beautiful like seven thousand times, a million times, and and at the end when they're going, oh well, you see, Rose could do it because Rose is non-binary. That's not how it fucking works, because that is a that isn't an abs- that isn't a. That's an, that's, yes. an con- that's an actual construct. That's an actual construct. It's something that's construct. made up. Okay, it is not nature. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. For fuck's sake, a trans lord. <laughs> that's the most powerful thing. This trans lord. Well, wait. And, do you, you know, want to talk about that final payoff now? Or wait. Well, wait. I just don't want to <laughs> talk about it ever. I've never been faced with something so baffling in terms of sci-fi mechanics before. Like when it came oh, up, dude. I was like, okay, how does this make sense? Like M- Mahler, I thought I saw the worst thing I was gonna see this year with the Marvels. I, I the really Marvels thought is terrible, hey, but like hey guys, it's but not as terrible that. as this. <laughs> which 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 planet did Rose die on? Rose. Eh? This the rose in this episode. Oh, rose in that episode died on, or supposedly died. Oh, in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Which which planet does this this rose? Which planet do does does it die on? I don't understand the question. Transalor. Oh. oh. That joke is a better setup, but I'll give you five points. You know the setup kind of sucked, but the the, the <laughs> both me and Gary had no fucking clue. Punchline brought about. it home, baby. Punchline <laughs> brought saved by the punchline. As I think, if you f- figure out a different way to, if you transition the joke a little bit, uh, to to word it differently, possibly. I don't know. Um, all right, we going chronological? Or are we jumping around? Um, let's try and stay as chronological as we what? can. Mahler, keep us chronological. Okay. Yeah. Why do I always have to do it? <laughs> because <laughs> I know you it... can walk through dimensions. Because Fine. yeah, because you are really good at hurting cats with ADHD. <laughs> so, watching David Tennant exit the TARDIS and sort of look around in wonder, I was like, okay, all right, yeah. here we go. Let's do it. Let's get him appreciating the fact that he's back and he's happy, but he's also, I want to see him being like, you know, a little bit scared. Like, what the fuck has happened? Why? Maybe not scared, but confused. You know what I mean? Yeah, confused. Just, like, uh, like, we just returned to a face, uh, which we, uh, which the, the male doctor established with the curator, right? So, and, and, and with Capaldi. So it should be a concern and a surprise, but not like, not like yeah, total and then panic. Just like wouldn't mind. Mm, maybe yeah. he sees something that isn't a thing, but reminds him of some of the things in his past. You know, just like symbols or shapes. Just some of the things. Just be like, oh fuck, yeah, what did it? But no, he bumps immediately into into Donna, which I was like, what? 
And it's not like the, the episode wants to tell you, we'll get ahead of this, that mechanically she is drawing significant like events into her, which I think is a lame as fuck writer's excuse to get all of the coincidences in this episode happening. But it doesn't account for them anyway, because the Doctor sees her carrying boxes and goes, oh, I'm going to help this random woman. So it's like, oh, so he could have picked anybody who's doing anything. It happened to be Donna. I guess he's drawn into her mechanically. I did like that when he took the parcel away, sorry, he immediately back placed on. the parcel yes, back. Put the yeah, that's funny. Box that was funny. I, I laughed at that. I did chuckle I was at that. Like, <laughs> that was one of those moments of just like, ah, are we? And then, you but know, like, I, I, that's within got... like 20 seconds. It's like, Jesus Christ, slow down. Like, what the? Can I have five seconds with the doctor alone? Just uh, coming to terms with everything? No. And of course, I, I didn't watch the, the Children Need special, but I assume that doesn't... Um, Oh, it's terrible. All right, okay. <laughs> there you go. I I didn't I didn't see either. But then I kind of realized that as time was going on, I was like, oh, they've got so much shit to stuff into this episode that they've just got no time to explore the Doctor stuff. But to jump a little bit around, it really three, annoyed they me. They have three episodes. They yeah. had time. Sorry, go on. Well, so that's kind of where I was going with that. Is like uh, he has a scene where he starts to contemplate being an old face, contemplate what it means to get back into Donna's life. He's having all this conversation with a lady from what's the organization called? Remind me. Unit. 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 Yeah. Every guy and has one. So I was watching it and I was like, oh, including so, Rose. Um, I, I was like, so right who, who, is, that. <laughs> who, who is this lady? Like, like what's, uh, what's the history there? And obviously Jay was like, what do you mean? And I was like, you know, like, like what's, what's her history with the doctor? I assume. And, and he was just like, no, no, she's new. This is a brand new character. Like, Why are we doing, this emotionally heavy moment of discussing the future of Donna, the nature of his face to come back with some random new person from unit that I don't even like what I would prefer. He be alone contemplating this than with whoever the fuck this is. And it's like, why does she trust him? And it's like, oh, I guess, cause he had the magic card she, thing. She read the file. She recognized the face. And what I was thoroughly confused about is how she crossed her legs. Like I, I even like on my watch part, I'm like, Wait a minute, did she just cross her legs? Like, not with the help of her arms, you know, because I'm all, I, you know, I, I know two people in a wheelchair. Okay. So, uh, and neither of them can do that. Well, what was, uh, it, but I'm like, it maybe made, it's a thing. I don't know. You know, wouldn't it made more sense to be Kate Stewart? I, th yes, I, 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 yes, I, that's why I thought was the, like, that's why the scene is portrayed is that these two are friends and that he's going over some, but I was like, no, she's just random. And, of course, uh, I was like, oh, well, there'd be no worried about, like, nothing to worry about in terms of her allegiance. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, well, she's in a wheelchair, so she's a good person. That's what we know now from Meta, is that yes. you can't portray wheelchair-bound well, people as evil. Now that you bring up that logic, that logic, that that we are not going to portray evil people in wheelchairs because it will, as uh, Drinker put it, uh, I'm going to think Derek down the street is going to genetically alter our race into uh, <laughs> space Nazis. So stupid. Um, using mm. that logic, what about the trans villain that's coming in season 15? Uh, Jinx Monsoon, mm -hmm. who is a drag queen. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, they were very good on RuPaul's Drag Race. I watched that series. Uh, but um, well, it doesn't matter when you when you push the agenda in, and okay. we don't we don't know. I'm just saying we, we don't know in what capacity I, they're going to to operate. It's a bit of an ink. Well, it could be misunderstood. Uh, More like getting like getting uh, um, echoed through. 
Why? Mm. It's not um, me. No. Is it still there? Um. Yes. I don't. I, I haven't done anything. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I guess I could just mute. No, it's check. Check one two. Yeah, it's smaller. I hate streamyards. I uh, yeah, we're moving away from <clears> it <throat> sooner than later. It's good. It sounds fine now. So, uh, oh, because he muted. Shit, I don't want you to mute all the time, Mahler. Mahler, please continue. I interrupted yes. you. Oh, just that I, I want, I want what I'm here for, which is important writing about David Tennant's fourteenth Doctor moving on from the tenth. How he feels oh. about his exit. Sorry, uh, how he feels about the exit. How he feels about the uh, the coming back. Obviously, what does it mean to him? It's just like we've got, we don't get that in this episode. We don't, we're not allowed. Uh, it, 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 it just feels it feels unfair to me that um we get like so little and then there's these random snippets with people that I I've never met before and don't care about it, it was kind of annoying. Um, God, I I I actually genuinely hate to go here, but it's it's 2023 and I'm fucking sick of it. That character was complete and utterly I don't even know what her fucking name was. Complete and utterly superfluous to anything. Rose, the same. You remove those two characters out of the show and allow David Tennant more characterization as to why he's 14 uh, or develop more of the relationship with Donna or, or the story around Donna can be so much better. But we needed to get, we needed to do the BBC stunning and brave. We needed to get a trans character in because it's 2023 and we needed to get disabled character in because it's 2023. Even if they don't do anything whatsoever to the plot aid the story the characters or anything but we just hey. gotta we gotta sit here and go stunning and brave well done you ticked your boxes the bbc got their nine percent disabled people in there they got their whatever percent it is now for the trans because of their their in their their remit which you have to hit now i sit with that no hey. I, I i i hate to correct you because you're not wrong you're wrong about one little thing. She did contribute. Okay. Sarah Bingham. Sarah, Ann, what's her name? Something Ann Bingham. Jessica Ann Bingham. Wheelchair lady. Uh, she saved the doctor with the knockout darts. Okay. And missiles and held off the entire unit army in a wheelchair that she has to roll. Let's just do her story in full then because like this drove me nuts. Um, the She's introduced and it's the unit team arriving at this <laughs> This facility in which an alien ship has, at least as far as they're aware, crash landed. It, it turns out it turns out that it's landed deliberately, but they don't know that. So you're sending in a team to go have a look. That makes complete sense to me. A field team, fine, led by someone in a wheelchair. I was like, already, I'm like, no, no, you, you wouldn't do that. That's that's insane. That's absurd. And of you course, like I've the heard... way they apologized to her, by the way, when yeah. they when they made the staircase to lead to the ship, and then oh, went, I'll get oh, to that. Sorry, I'm, I'm get okay. To... <laughs> so. We, you know, already I'm I'll like, be, I'll be on the floor. That's an annoyance to me because it's just like you, you, it's not safe for her, especially in this fucking industrial environment with all kinds of shit going on. It's just it's like, why would you put her there? She'd it, be in it, the van. Well, I could buy that she'd be outside in operations. Yeah. She would be giving commands. That's totally fine. She, with would her, but she not wouldn't be, be in the on field. Site. No, yes. exactly. Would not so, be on site. Um, and then I was told, like, well, she's a she's a science agent. That's why she's there. And I was like, you wouldn't send the fucking science team in first. You send the field agents with the rifles and the armor because you have no idea what's happening. That's how that works. It's fine with me. And then, of course, 
it, it's almost like it's being addressed when you see a big staircase that gets you to the door of the ship and they're like, we're going to go up. Sorry, you come. And she's like, that's okay. I wouldn't want to be a bird. And I was like, okay, I guess they've addressed how it's dumb that she's here because like she can own there. there this just realities of the situation of, of field people. Like, but Mola, when, um... Mola, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Show literally told on themselves. It did. <laughs> that it was stupid to have her in the field. So why wasn't Kate Stewart? Get there, okay. Okay. This, this, <laughs> I don't I don't want to talk for like 10 minutes, but I have, I'm setting all these things no, in place. Go, it's go, like go. one of my videos. Oh, no, okay. I'm putting all these pieces of information go, go, go. down. You yeah. are the founder of the long. You talk I'm as long floor. as you like. I was about to say, do you remember, I think it was X-Men 2 with Professor X to get him out of the place fast. They pick him up and carry yep. him. Yes. It's like there's I don't think anybody was just like, well, that that's a bit that's disrespectful. Let him let him do it himself or some shit like that. It's just like, no, there's just realities we have to deal with. And if you're in a wheelchair, that means you can't move as fast or as efficiently as someone with two working legs. That's that's it's there's nothing, it doesn't make you any less of a person, it's just no. a reality. Yeah. And so, so she's doing that. I was kind of like, that's strange if that's only there to acknowledge the fact that she shouldn't be here but then i realized very quickly why it was actually there it's not there for that at all it's to justify why she is the only agent that's left that isn't brainwashed correct which is embarrassing yes. all the field agents go up to the door door opens and they get mind brainwashed into being bad guys she yes. doesn't because she couldn't go up the stairs she couldn't go up the stairs and due to russell t davis's own admission couldn't make a a disabled person evil or bad. And then she backs off. We don't see her for a long time until the doctor and several heroes are being moved through. You know, the our hero team is, is is in trouble. We're gonna, oh no, the villain's gonna get them. And then she is there at the exit of a of a elevator and she fires darts from her wheelchair into the necks of the brainwashed soldiers, which is embarrassing. You wanna make your wheelchair-bound characters not only like impossible to be evil but also like more handy capable than like would one would expect nobody expects a wheelchair to to have attachments of let alone fucking poison darts or sleep darts whatever the nature of like firing those accurately you should be like i i actually said when watched well, it why did you just give her a fucking gun she doesn't need to to have a wheelchair that opens up darts that fire people just have know, a gun dude. right but when you're firing something like a rocket a rocket <laughs> is a is a, a a a an object which is propelled so when something is propelled something has to repel as in the fucking wheelchair. So she should have been blasted fucking no, it back. It had brakes. Yeah, but then she would have fucking spun. She, <laughs> she would have tilted over. Listen, would have fucking I haven't even gone to the rocket yet. She, this is this is what I mean. It's to it's to like dispel any sense that a person in a wheelchair would be of less use Ooh, than someone who nice. is not. Which is uh, like you don't need to overcompensate so hard. That the wheelchair person blows up a wall so that they have an escape method through her RPG installed wheelchair. <laughs> that shit, as far as I'm concerned, any wheelchair user that was told by RTD, like, don't you like this? Isn't this good? Isn't this good representation? I feel like it'd be like, fuck you, man. Yeah, people are going to walk down the street and be like, oh, fuck, there's a guy in a wheelchair. He might fucking fire a missile at me. I can't wait to get my Bingham action figure with missile launch in a rolling wheelchair. <laughs> she has to fucking roll herself. 
Yeah, well, as you pointed out in your videos, like, why is it that she has darts and RPG installments, but she doesn't have like a hover chair or you know, <laughs> exoskeleton? This is just this is fucking unit. Okay, they have access to they they can teleport people. They can send people uh, across interstellar space. You can put a motor in a the, wheelchair. They have the Austin Hagen key, for fuck's sake. Yes! And then uh, <laughs> the thing that kills it all for me especially is how serious this situation is. Like, London's about to be destroyed. The doctor and all those people could be killed in an instant. And it's all like, <laughs> look at my little rocket. Boom. Hey, isn't that neat? <laughs> oh, look, I have my little <laughs> dots. Oh, <look> <laughs> I, I, I found it patronizing. I found it very, very patronizing. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. And embarrassing. And yeah. uh, insecure is how I would describe the writing in this. Yes. Uh, compensating, for sure. Compensating. Overcompensating. Um, overcompensating. Russell's forgotten that uh, the way to sort of properly do representation, as they call it, is to bring these, these different elements in, but actually have them be completely normal. Don't yes. address them. Don't spotlight them. Don't make them gods. Just make them, make them normal Don't people. keep telling the disabled person she's beautiful every five minutes. Uh, don't keep bringing up that um, they're different every five minutes. Don't have a line every five fucking minutes. Oh, sorry. I, uh, I, like I said, I, I thought it was dumb enough that she was in the scenario. I thought it was unsafe and ridiculous. And then uh, the fact that she did the things in the wheelchair, I was just like, good God, Russell. Like, I get it. I could Wheel see, <laughs> I could see 15 years ago, I could see the unit troops being uh, mind-controlled, and then I could see them killing the person in the wheelchair 10 years ago. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> yes. Um, the the uh, concept that they took from the Star Beast is fine. It's a very Doctor Who concept. Take the little cute thing, make them evil, make the, the things that look evil good. You know, you could have ran with that. That could have been your allegory all day long. Uh, and you probably could have had a good one, and, and RTD might have done it. You know, but this is RTD without Stephen Moffat, by the way. Stephen Moffat was with him the whole way through the you know first four years and stuff. But uh, uh, and apparently he's writing an episode for series fifteen. Not, we'll not see. Before. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, I, 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 I don't think I even care after. I mean, didn't he this, write Sherlock? He, yeah, uh, during, when I was doing yeah, while I was doing his run. Yes, he was also doing that. Uh, but. Uh, you know, these are concepts that could have worked that didn't because they prioritize the message over story. Uh, we, we talked about this Mahler in, in our DMs with Captain Jack, you know, yeah. it's like Captain Jack worked because we got to know Captain Jack. We got to like Captain Jack and Captain Jack was a complex carriage, a character mm -hmm. with a lot going on. And we weren't going to focus on. Okay, you're you're when you identify as one thing and you think that that's your whole being, uh, that's an aspect of your being. I'm sorry, uh, I don't mean to sound patronizing to the chat. I'm I'm just trying to tell the people in Hollywood. You guys know this already in the chat, so please forgive me, because uh, I'm not trying to sound like that. But you know what? Uh, somebody could be, uh, somebody could be trans. You could also be uh, a really good. Uh, you could you make the best spaghetti in the world. You're also a shitty driver. I mean, none, these are aspects of your personality. <clears throat> they they are not your entire fucking identity. Alice in Borderland. Alice in Borderland has a trans character. They are clearly trans, in as much as they are very ambiguous with their gender. 
it is probably the best character in the show because they are just allowed to exist as you see them. And as all good writing does, you make your own determination of what's going on. And they are just allowed to be a character. That's all they exist to be, a character. None of that, none of that is uh, brought up, mentioned by them, by anyone. It's just, these are our characters. This is what this one looks like. Make your determination about them as you will. But we're just writing them now as a character. They are the best character in the fucking show. Because it doesn't matter when you have a superficial trait, be you fucking black, brown, Muslim, fucking Christian, something that's like that. It doesn't matter. It is the fucking character that matters. And, and we just got superficiality, superficiality, tell, don't show, tell, don't show. And it's, it is just so tiresome and boring. And, and like you said, it's just, it, it overcompensates and it comes across as, as so insecure that you can't just allow characters to exist and then write them. And Russell T. Davies used to be very good at that. Yeah. He's Captain responsible Jack. for like my favorite episodes. He wrote them. Like, yes. Because yeah. Cap Captain Jack was his own character. He wasn't defined by his pansexuality. That was just something he did because he's a slut. It was a massive. He was space defined hole. by his human uh, uh, humility and humanity. Well, uh, he, and it, but he had to grow that. He had to develop those. Yeah. He, he was a, he was a, a vagabond, a rogue when we first meet him. He was uh, self-centered, self-serving, very charismatic. But it was all it was all about him. He had to travel with the doctor to start to understand. Yeah, something more than himself. When we when we first meet him, he fucked up and almost got a lot of people killed. Yep, he did, and he mm -hmm. was yeah. Uh, complexity. It, it's it's a very simple thing to do, but now you can't, be, thanks to identity politics. Uh, again, great video as, and we talked about uh, intersectionality, which is a made-up term, absolutely made up in recent times by academia uh, mm -hmm. to fit into uh, CRT, which is identity politics, which is all Marxist-based. Uh, I, I loved how you read the definition. It's the interconnectivity of the people we divided. Yes. Uh, what? what? What the fuck? Okay, so it makes no <laughs> sense. Um, but that's that's... But what that does is it separates us, us as humans, and it starts protecting certain people, but not everybody, but not everybody. You basically fight discrimination with discrimination. Inclusion means less white. Diversity means less white. That's mm -hmm. not diversity. That's not inclusion. Okay. So they can say things, but follow their actions. And now that you've separated into, the, you have all these protective, uh, what's it called? The progressive stack. I think that's what it's called. But you, you separated all these people into these little protected groups. Now you can't fucking write anymore. Now you can't criticize. Now you can't have anybody with complexity. You can't have somebody who's a, uh, in a wheelchair who's evil. You can't have a black man who's evil. You can't have a black man, for Christ's sake. Hollywood's scared to death of them. That's why they make so many of them gay. You, you, you think that's an accident? Uh, no, this, this is, this is all engineered, uh, because they, for one, these are the worst people in the world who should, who should be telling us how to live. 
These are the last people on the on fucking planet Earth I would listen to to tell me how to live. Artists, I appreciate their art. I appreciate their interpretation of life. Uh, but when it comes to practical use, they would be the last fucking people on Earth I would listen to on anything. Here we go. Yes. Make it make sense, chat. The bubbles the whole, of division. Whole, yeah, the bubble. The whole point is is not to make sense. That's the whole thing. Because yep. if I go and I uh, argue against personality, for instance, being in, in sectionality, it doesn't matter because we've got all the other bubbles to fall back on. And then if you do another one, no, you see the knock-on effect to gender identity, knock-on. But if I go to that, no, but then you go... It's a perpetual loop of victimization. That is intersectionality's true meaning. Victimization. Victimhood, victimization, and you but from a position of power. So you bring in gaslighting because a logical normal person says, wait a minute, how can you be at a disadvantage when you have all the power? Because you're telling us you have no power. That's why you're at the disadvantage and gaslighting. And then when you don't adhere to the gaslighting, then you're shamed. You have the mainstream media. You have the articles. Boom. It's it's one after the other. It's, it's there to drive you away from, from logical thought. It's a way to try and shame you off. Um thinking logically absolutely watch as this video if you have not it's really fucking good some of your best work now remember when piers wenger the oh. uh, controller of the bbc came out and said uh and this is right in line with your video uh doctor who was no longer there to entertain yes it was there to create conversations well how do you like these conversations you've created so far uh you're getting pummeled it, the show is getting pummeled for one because it's just a bad it's a shit episode it's a shit episode it, it, you know you what? Have, it has people you, we like in it yeah but how do you have a conversation when the opening gambit is your bigots your racists your homophobes mm. your sexists your misogynists your this 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 how does the conversation start from that position it doesn't because there is no conversation. There is only capitulation compliance. And this show used to bring so many people together, dude. Oh. It brought the world together. It was the big, it's one of the biggest exports apart from Top Gear from the BBC. It was a big, one of the biggest scripted exports for a little while from, uh, it was huge. It, it got bigger than Star Trek. It got, it, it was, uh, it was pretty big here in the States and it could have kept going. But uh, then, then the uh, the diversity thing that actually started. I was warned about it in 2012. I remember my buddy telling me about it at the comic store. Gone. Things are going to change, buddy. I'm all, why? They're so good right now. Why would they change it? Why would they not just keep doing the good stuff? And they're like, well, uh, they think they have uh, some. Uh, at, at the time he said it, and I wasn't fully understanding. It, they they have some capital. They have some capital. They have some goodwill that they are willing to burn a little bit. And hey, uh, uh, Ryan did a video on this. Uh, Disney came out and admitted it. 
straight up because they have to to their investors. And I'm going to paraphrase, but they said, hey, some of the positions we have are actually uh, antithetical to uh, our, our original message. And it, it's going to piss a lot of our of our paying customers off. And, you, and they had to divulge that. So that means it's all, the damage has been done. It's oh, already yeah. been done. And now if you invest into Disney, I don't know. Again, I'm not a financial analyst, but I don't know why the fuck you would do that. Um, but uh, set your money on fire. Just set your fucking money on fire. Um, they they have to divulge it now because it's already happened. So BBC was way ahead of uh, of everybody in America on this. On the, It wasn't called DEI at the time, but that's what it was. So, um, you know, you just can't go home again. I think it was the inclusion and was it? It wasn't it, it, the inclusion and diversity initiative. Policy, initiative or something. Initiative. Yeah. Yes, that that's that doesn't sound foreboding at all. <laughs> no, when you <laughs> when you create an initiative that literally lays out a percentage of what needs to be in your programming, and I'm not even kidding, folks. This is the BBC's. Inclusion and diversity policy. You, they had, they were it, by this year. We need to have nine percent disabled. We need to have forty percent women. Forty percent. It it was. It's like reading a manifesto from a crazy fucking megalomaniac or something along those lines. It's insanity. Absolute insanity. Now. Are the percentages that they're they're giving for the BBC are they in line for the representation of that within the UK? No, not even close. So it's not like you're saying, well, actually, the 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 UK is made up of eighty five percent white people, five uh, percent black people, like that. It's, it doesn't. No, 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 no. It's a uh, over in that direction. Yep. We we have a we have a game here in the UK. It's find the white person, the white male, the straight white male in an advert. Cuz they don't exist anymore. Because all game. masculinity is toxic masculinity. And the problem is these were boy brands. And they completely lack male energy and without that and good writing, they suck. Uh, again, this is proof you can't go home again. Uh, RTD has come oh. back and done a Ridley Scott, except worse. <laughs> oh. And uh, it, re Mahler, remember, this special was meant to bring in new fans. No. Not just well, yeah, they, there's a ones. process they've done a couple of times, right? Like Doctor Who rebirth is a common thing at this point. Well-proven. Well understood. I don't see anything about this episode that would bring in new fans. I don't think it was particularly effective in anything, storytelling-wise. Um, you know, there's this there's this big gap now between the last time we saw these characters and and here. And you have David Tennant steps into a taxi that happens to be the dad of the family who happens to be looking that is there. I guess he's drawn in mechanically by all this stupid shit. I don't, I don't like I said, it's just nonstop coincidences. And I feel like that they knew that going in. They were like, let's just say at one point that it, this episode has coincidences because Don has drawn the whole universe to her or some shit because she's special, blah, 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 whatever. And um, the way that how clunky it is, I don't know if you guys remember in the taxi, 
the back and forth, the dialogue, I was already like, oh god, it's so so blatant. And that dad character, what oh. a shame. He didn't even get to be a person. He was just like a no. He's a good he actor. Like, He's a good actor that was wasted. Yeah, Sean. Yeah. Sean Temple. Look, when who you've did, got a who, by the way, his his child did not get his last name. No, that's just it. That's what I was just about to say. That conversation was just about how he's a fucking cuck. Yeah. That was the conversation. The conversation was uh, Donna didn't take my last name and she didn't want to double barrel the name because she thought Noble Temple sounded like a fucking popgram, whatever. Or Temple but then, Noble. Temple Noble, whatever. But then when they had Rose, Jason, when they had Jason, uh, Jason decided to take his mum's name and not his father's name because fuck you men because men are just Jesus Christ men are men are treated unbelievably bad now that's what I'm saying about the double barrel she says I don't want noble temple but why can't you have temple noble that doesn't sound bad sounds fine but you know that one felt followed through on the joke and I was like whatever but once once he said that the child didn't take his, I'm like, God dang, they, and this is all Mahler. This is, we're, we're still in the first five minutes of this episode <laughs> first five or six minutes. Right. So by the time he's in the cab, it's like five or six minutes. And it's, um, it's, and, and then when it's not agenda based, it's just exposition. So you didn't need that little preview in the beginning because they explain to you very slowly and often throughout this episode, the Dr. Donna, like you're not confused about it at all. There's a lot of exposition in this. You see the fucking BBC reporter who's going over the crash ship, and they just fucking black bag him live on TV. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was so funny to me. I was like, what do you think the public are going to think about this? Like a reporter being like, something's happening. Oh, God, I'm getting to, oh, I'm taking a while. Oh, yeah, that's I'm real going. subtle. It's I mean, like, yeah. I feel like all of us would be like, what the fuck happened there? Like, no, so what you would like if they had any competence unit, they'd be like, shut down the cameras first, obviously, you know, make it a glitch, whatever, pull wires, doesn't matter. You don't fucking shove him into the back of a van. It, it, hasn't, it hasn't been the same since the Brigadier. All right. No. His daughter, Apple fell far from, didn't fell down but from fell the tree. Fell very far from the tree. <laughs> to the gutter, like way down the street. Oh, what have they done to the sonic screwdriver, by the way? Oh, it's a magic wand now. Oh my god, what the hell? It can make oh, force fields and and give you graphics. Compute it's like a computer now and uh you know what? It was they really pushed the limits for one. It's supposed to just open fucking doors and um you know like resonating to to dissolve mortar is that's fine. That's that's fine. That's good. It's it's This sonic. is what it was to me. It was just a Swiss army knife. That's all yeah, that's all it's supposed to be, right? Um, you know what? If they use it as a sensor a little bit, I was like willing to forgive that. He just he put his little ear to it, whatever. Well, they, they fucking dropped the ball when they made it an Iron Man like digital screen. What the yeah, fuck was yeah, that? Yeah, what the hell was that? And then like spawning shields with it. And I was like, why wouldn't he have done this okay. in all of his <sighs> I didn't have time to get into this, dude. I could have talked about this for 30 minutes of my video. They were spawning shields in a house made of drywall <laughs> they could have just shot through and walked around the fuckers can fly the they're acting like people can fly they can fly over I the know. stupid little shields 
They were very accommodating not to move. <laughs> They're very respectful. You also fascinated by the fact that they blew up two walls when they are aligned with the meep. Could have just yes. blown up the meep by accident there. It's a great team you got. Could have just decided we're not doing much just shooting through the front door. Let's go through that window right next to us. <laughs> oh my god. And they won't guess. They won't figure it out. Which is probably even better because that's the room that they're in. And they get away in some little Euro, little tiny Euro sedan. <laughs> oh. Dude, when I was, I I did a gay-ass watch party that, the, to the, the I, for the members. I'm surprised they stayed members. <laughs> Thank you. That was, it was, I was dumbfounded the whole time I'm watching it. I'm like, Holy shit. I'm an idiot to think that they were going to try on this one. I, I I blame myself. I feel like the next one will be slightly better if it's just him and Tate and that's it. Maybe. Does Maybe. anybody care at this point? <laughs> Does anybody? If it's this bad now, guys. And listen, mm -hmm. RTD's lorded over some stinkers. Fear her. Uh, yeah, uh, but like nothing like this. So if it's this bad, which rush hour. I, I like. There's, you know what? I can take. There's things I can take out of rush hour that I like. Rush fear her is, fear her is utterly terrible. At the end is fine, and the, yeah. the bit with Martha at the end is fine. Yes, that's but it. everything else is awful in rush hour. <laughs> Did he write Love and Monsters as well? Lo Love and Monsters was. I uh, I think it was from a contest. Like a kid made up the the monster. Yes, like that's that. why yeah. the monster looks like it does. But that doesn't explain the riot. <laughs> no, yeah. no, Love and Monsters is terrible. It's terrible. Love and Monsters and Fear Her are fucking terrible. I'll take Rush Hour over both of them to be honest with you. <laughs> but um, uh, okay, let's be real. Love and Monsters was my number one Doctor Who episode. I'm gonna say it right. Hey! Now. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, no. Uh, it, it's it's it, if it's this bad with David Tennant and Catherine Tate, imagine how bad it's gonna be with old Shooty Gawa. Well, that's easy, Gary, <laughs> because. Now we won't have to be lectured about trans allegories. Now we can just be told how horrible white people are. Well, how horrible the <laughs> vast majority of the uh, well of the former audience of Doctor Who was. Yeah. Do, do, uh, you know, so much that pissed me off. Do you remember when he's knocking on the door and he's like, "Let me in," and they're like really far away. First thought you have is. Doctor Sonic Screwdriver, you can get through that door. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, okay, maybe he can't, I guess, for some reason. Or maybe and then he's he being respectful, and then it's he does it. Yes. Respectful? He just arrived with a fucking team of soldiers. I, I think he needs to speed this up, dude, Gary. I'm not <laughs> saying anything makes sense. I was just trying to play a little devil's just advocate respect. there. <laughs> okay? He's, maybe he was being respectful. He seems, he's like, lebe head, lebe head. It's just like, you can <sighs> get in. And then he does. I was like, what the... F doesn't work on wood, but it does work. <laughs> but, it, but it does work. But it does, yeah. Well, it's the, the lock mechanism is the lock metal. is metal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it should work on that. And then um and then the whole like she cannot remember me or she'll die. Oh, eh, maybe not so much. Uh yeah, maybe I can that. hang out with her for half an episode. <laughs> he doesn't behave that way in the whole episode. This is part of my problem with his characterization, <laughs> among many other things. But um, we can argue there may be differences, and I'm fine with that compared to his prior incarnation. And um, 
In fact, that's a cool thing. You can play with that. But one of the things you can't get out of is how much he cares about Donna. It's like, we're going to keep that as a core element. Cool. It's fine with me. I feel like that's appropriate. So why is it that when, like, they're casually having discussions, he just relinquishes the information? I have two hearts right in front of you. It's like, why would oh, you do that? Right. Okay. Hold on a second. We, we, I think we need to just back up a little bit. Dude, this, dude, this is the 14th Doctor. Uh-huh. This isn't number 10. I just went through all that. So you didn't hear anything. I just, <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Sorry. We were talking doctor who, so I just totally zoned out. I, d I just, uh, I went through all of the, the, the nature of the difference between these two beings, but the one characteristic we can all agree he would have is how much he cares about Donna. Yep. He still okay. has that. Right. Okay. And he, he can express it more as, you know, but, but he behaves exactly like 10, but he does everything mannerisms, outfit uh everything speech is exactly like 10 i don't know i feel like he's a little bit more spineless than 10 well i mean i think that's just I'm the thing say, is I'm say i would it. be willing I think, just, I think that's just david Tennant in 2023 i would be willing to accept <laughs> that this doctor is going to be slightly different that's fine with me but like i said uh, I'm, I'm still searching for the character. I don't know if we're going to be getting a complete like idea of this this doctor after the three specials or not. Probably not. I think this is going to be a confusing mess. Yeah. But... So wouldn't it wouldn't it have been really interesting to see the face of Tennant and have a completely different personality, different accent? Different... There are a lot of different ways you could take it. I'm fine with slight changes, complete changes, or he could, you know, he could, have, inverse... spoke, he could have spoke Welshman. He could. Have. Um, or he could have just had his his actual Scottish accent. It all depends on exactly what kind of story you want to tell. But the, the, what they seem to be going with is, yeah, it's pretty much just the one you remember. But that—that's that. And like I said, he shouldn't. He spends the whole episode letting slip all these facts about him not being human right in front of Donna. It was a bothering the hell out of me when yeah. he's supposed to be taking full care of her brain, but he doesn't seem to care. There is a bit in this scene that I really liked. Okay. When uh, the husband comes home. And the meep's there, and the doctor's there, and he knows everything. And then this other, the mom's like looking at him, like, and he goes, Dinner smells good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh, I used to love Doctor Who. Used um, to. I don't know. That part didn't work for me because that means he would have walked in from the outside and seen the the securely van, the police. Well, you went. don't need to worry about that. <laughs> so he should when have he, been like, "What the fuck's going on?" When he walks in, seeing Donna having sex with another dude, he says the same thing. To be fair, yeah. dinner smells nice. <laughs> dinner smells nice. <laughs> oh, which by the way, they do uh, they do cuck the doctor at the end of the episode with that as well. You're not worried about me being in a this box with a strange man him no <laughs> he's oh. completely non-threatening i could put him on it i could put you on his penis for safekeeping and i wouldn't be worried the whole rest of the episode is we jump into the court scene right i don't want to get too far ahead of you is there still stuff you wanted to address with the shootout in the fucking house and well, then this is, on that note the the whole hearts thing it's it's like they double down on it being stupid because the meep says it breaks both my hearts. Then he says, "Oh, you've got two hearts, just like me." Uh -huh. And then Catherine hit Donna's like, "You got two hearts." And then the mum is like, "No, no, 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 no." Uh, he means uh, metaphorically. And then it like cuts back to the doctor, 
who's like, huh? Like, that's the joke. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, he, he actually, but it's like, why is he stupid? Why is he not concerned about her mind? Why does he not understand what the Or at least catch on what Sylvia said. Yeah, exactly. just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was metaphorical. You know, that that probably would have fixed that. Okay, oh, so um, I'm going to really go back for a second now, since we're talking about uh, Sylvia. Uh, what did you make of the the misgendering? Which isn't a misgendering, but is a misgendering. I think that seems like the only one that is fine in terms of uh, addressing an issue like that. That's something that felt like normal to me. If someone doesn't understand it, exactly. Says, you know, I, I didn't mean to upset or whatever. I don't, I don't know how it works. And then you have someone exactly. trying to explain. Yeah, that's that's Mola, the kind of thank you. That is. Oh, that was the answer I was really hoping for. It was like it was the only fucking normal moment in the show. Yeah. Well, uh, I was actually going to say Sylvia is probably the only one that I ha didn't have any issues with almost throughout the episode. <laughs> she was like trying to, to protect Donna and cared about her family and was annoyed the doctor was back, considered all the information she has. I was like, yep, that's all in line. She's doing what she's supposed to. Remember, um, I just want to remind you guys that um, Bernard Cribbins will be briefly in one of the episodes. Yes. Episode, the third special, I presume, at this point. I would imagine so. I would yeah. imagine the, the third and final one. But uh, R.I.P. Bernard Cribbon. R.I.P. Uh, but again, you can't go... You know, it's amazing. And uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. But the one franchise that briefly got it right uh, out of the three big ones that have been destroyed. Well, we can say four now. Three, I was gonna say, Gary. Well, I mean, <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, Marvel. Uh, this is three big ones. There's many, many, many. We could throw in The Witcher, we could throw in all kinds of stuff, but um, the ones that Star got it right, Star Trek, Doctor Marvel Who. and Star Wars. I picture, yeah, Star Trek, the third one, Star, Star Trek did it right for one brief little season. Star Trek is the one, is the one we're gonna get right. And, and why it. did it do it right, Gary? Or why uh, did it at least do I mean, I, I thought it was a seven out of ten series. But it was it was the most normal that we've seen Star Trek uh, in twenty years. Yeah, given given the horrible circumstances of everything prior to Picard season three, we got the best we could have got uh, with a showrunner that still had to work for the guy who fucking destroyed it. But luckily, that guy fucked off and didn't care. Yes, and Terry Metalis was able to work within some with handcuffs on. And and make something palatable, make something watchable that I've watched again I've on virtually no budget. On no budget, like I'm still, I'm still gonna say Andor is still the equivalent for Star Wars. It's just not as good for fan service or repairing damage that was done. It's just a solid show. Yeah. Um, okay. That's fair enough. But like I said, is it kind of a different category? Because I'm assuming because I haven't seen Picard season three, but it does. Un, un, sort of undo a lot of things, right? Like, oh, this time because when the ball come back, they say this is the first time we've seen the Borg in thirty years, and it was yeah. the last fucking season. <laughs> they just completely wiped that one out, so that was good. And they brought Q back; he didn't die of cancer. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Yes. Um, oh, which was fucking oh I'm no, fine. but it, but it genuinely made most. It made. Sorry. Most Star Trek fans, at the very least, happy. 
Not all. Yeah, Never going to get all. Well, I mean, I've seen yeah. people are still splintered on whether or not Picard season three deserves praise or not. Same for Andor. Everyone's still splintered. And, and, you know, it's a fact. It, it, the main problem that comes from it is just how wounded the fucking fan base is in the first place. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are big issues still. I mean... Oh God, yeah. Se- Seven of nine being the captain of the Enterprise at the end is is and having uh, that I can't even remember Raffi as a second in command was well, not Seven good. Seven of nine being dissed by the Federation because she was part Borg and well, no, none of that makes sense. That was fucking dumb. None of that makes sense. But um, even after when, Admiral when, Janeway uh, vouches for her, you know, it's like yeah, when Q Come turned on. up at the end, my heart was just repaired a little yeah. bit. That fixed because a lot of they, stuff. they 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 did Q so fucking dirty, mm. and then he put, pops up at the end, and Picard's son's just like, "Are you dead?" He's just like, yeah. <laughs> 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 "You you you humans, you got such a weird concept of stuff." And I was just like, "Fuck yeah," because John Delancey deserved so much better than what he got before. Yep. Q so, dying of space AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I got the space AIDS, Jean Luc. Jean Luc's like, well, my, uh, my, 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 my mother, who, by the way, is is actually lived to a ripe old age. Uh, she, uh, she killed, she killed, she killed herself due to the fact that I just want to tell my story. Um. Russell T. Davies killed the show before it even started. Before we even saw how fucking cringe everything is, the Davros thing came out, which was just, whoa. I pissed everybody off. And then coming out and saying, yeah, we're not going to uh, retcon the Timeless Children. It's like, all right, well, it's dead. Yeah. That's, that's dead. yeah. It's dead. Boobs. Um, again, I, I, was, I, I was thinking we might get some watchable specials out of this and then I'll be done, you know. Uh, and I was uh, very, well, you know, you're not for one wrong. on that. <laughs> I uh, very wrong, very, very wrong. Could not have been more wrong. Oh God! Can we play the red letter media clip, please? <laughs> right. <laughs> How does it feel to have all your favorite show franchises? And dude, they have so much Mahler. They have so much planned for this. They're doing a Hooniverse. Whoa! Universe. Uh, they're Dude, gonna. This is this is Doctor and... Horrific. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's it's gone, baby. Um, so talk about the, I... the, the, mm, the rocket payoff. The, oh, the, the big oh, old. Okay. Cool. I uh-huh. mean, there's like there's like that, and then we can get to the the big payoff that the whole internet is talking about. So, yeah. As someone who's a big fan of the dramas that relate to uh, Tenant Doctor and Donna and Doctor Donna and all that stuff, it's the kind of thing we, when you close that away, when you finish that story, opening it back up is very much a Pandora's box situation. You got to be very fucking careful. This goes for bringing back Palpatine, for example, or, you know, well, somehow just... he returned more. Plunging the whole world back into you know empire versus uh, rebellion is like you can you can maybe maybe but you got to be so careful you got to get everything right you got to make it all very meaningful you got to respect the way that the story ended and so it's like so how did they do 
so, so the episode is spent, like I said, very recklessly not caring about Donna's mental state, just throwing information left, right, and center that could possibly, you know, set her off. And I think there's a line where the doctor's like, oh, no, actually, it's fine. You know, it will take a lot more than that to, you know, breach the dam that is what's been put in her brain. So you, you just kind of feel like you're already like, well, what? what? So you could have just, you could have hung out with her, like, somewhat, is what you're saying? Which feels completely out of spirit with the end of the story as it, as it was. But anyway, um, dumbass Donna family are all, like, running away with Donna. Do you, did you catch the part where basically Donna's going to do a thing where they all go through a, a doorway and she's going to lock it so that she can help the doctor save the world while they are all safe and can run away. And yeah. she like is closing the door. The dad realizes this and just doesn't stop her. Like he doesn't have the strength to stop her. I was just like, uh, it's a door. It's it's you versus Catherine Tate. <laughs> like you're not letting it close that, especially if you fucking love her and would want anything to happen to it. Stuff like that is just like, eh, whatever. You know, that's small things, right? And it's so easily fixable. You just have her close <laughs> it as they're not facing her. That's all you have to do. Well, judging by what he said in the taxi, maybe he just low key wants her to die. Maybe a lot of that. That's how the Marvels went, man. Like <laughs> Captain Marvel clearly wanted her two teammates to die throughout that film. Oh yeah, the interpretation. Oh god, yeah, especially uh, especially Miss Marvels. God, she yeah. tried to kill her several times. <laughs> but anyway, so Donna gets into this convoluted fucking rocket situation, and I gotta be honest with you, I was like, this is some of the most embarrassing, right? And it's like you gotta press that button now, that one, now that one, now that one, now that one. And I was just like, okay, yeah, sure, and then. As a part of the security system, the room separates into two, like a screen door comes okay. down, and now it's two rooms instead Mola. of one room. Think. Think. No. What's it doing? <laughs> no. Well, the room itself is becoming yeah. split into two instead of one. Yeah, no. Okay, all right, all right, okay, you're going way too deep. Um, Think. About the the uh, poetry what payoff, it's trying to the poetry. Evoke? Yeah, does it does it rhyme? Yeah, I'd rather use the word steal than evoke. But sure. okay, all right, steal. Yeah, what's but I, I wasn't even going to get to that until after it as like a, okay. Just a, okay. a gross little like. But yeah, so for anyone who's listened to this and hasn't seen the, this episode, and never would I recommend it. It's a big old sciency rocket room. Kind of reminds me of the fucking rocket at the beginning of Batman and Robin. The like there, and. The doctor's like fiddling with buttons left, right, and center, but this screen comes down in the middle of the room, separating into two, and he's on one side and Donna's on the other. And you you do immediately feel like this feels a little familiar. Like the everyone everyone knows the the exit for, for Tenant Doctor. And so this is just like okay. And then uh, you find out that now the doctor can't press the buttons on that side, and so he can't stop the rocket. And Donna can't do it because she doesn't know science. She can't press mm -hmm. buttons if she doesn't know science. But if he was to remove the block on her head, she would be powerful enough as Dr. Donna to be able to press all the buttons and save the world. Yeah. I was just like, that's so fucking lame. You just like contrived that out of like a split second of writing just to be like, I got to do it to save the world. And then it just like, as you're realizing that's what's supposed to happen, David Tennant is like, why does it have to be this way? And I was just like, ugh. Like you just you just came up with like five seconds ago. We were clowning around with all kinds of stupid retarded shit. And now you're trying to like get me into the into the feels of like, you know, the end of time stuff. You're trying to just like regenerate the the sort of the payoff of what killed Tenant Doctor yeah. with Donna. Like, what are you this is gross. Like you just you spent like no time getting us here. 
You're trying to like well, steal what like emotional attachment I had to that and put it here. If only they had more time. Yes. Because then I would have bought a lot more of it. The, the doctor finds there's like three different ways he can save London. One of them is going to be to kill Donovan. He's like, no, we'll do the other two. And the, gradually over the episode, those two options fail. You know, that sort of storytelling. If you weren't dealing with characters which didn't need to be there and you could focus on what actually mattered, we could have had something here. <sighs> and I think, I think if you were bringing Donna back, you bring her back to kill her. You bring her back to um Yeah, that that would be the, the Pandora's box element of it. You wanna you yeah. wanna have her back, she has to die. She has to die. Who is pulling the strings? Who made me release the lock on Donna to kill her? That yeah, should be that the big the maker, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you can Yeah. 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 And that could be an angry doctor, <sighs> which is something well, which will be very cool. That's nope. toxic, unfortunately, I'm afraid, Gary. It is super toxic. A little bit of masculinity, a little bit of take charge. No, sir. But if only it was a woman. <sighs> He'd understand. Says the woman stood, stood next to a dude. So he gets rid of the wall and she's able to press all the buttons like he's pressing all the buttons and then they undo the fuck london's cracking apart with like lava and, shit, and then it's <laughs> yeah. just like we undid it for everyone it's like you undid it what is that even what like so do you like as well they show, the the kid, again, they show the kid looking out the window at his whole street cracking apart he's like isn't he smiling <laughs> I think he's smi I think he's actually smiling when he's watching the road crack. He's like, mm. it reminds me of the tile that fell off the roof when they stole the, the stolen Earth. How do we show that uh, Earth's being stolen? We'll have a tile fall off a roof. Uh, did you like as well the uh, the meep says go in there and execute them. The soldiers all come in, aim their guns, and go. We have been ordered to kill you. Yeah. That, that's what you do when you're a soldier who's ordered to kill a target. You run into yep. the room and say, I have been ordered to kill you. I have been ordered to kill you. And then just stand there. Then just yep. load your gun, you know, pull back Don't the shoot. pin or whatever on the gun. Then wait for or another order to kill you again. Hmm. If only they had more time. <laughs> if only. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and then comes the, <laughs> one of the hardest things to explain in terms of sci-fi mechanics, as I said earlier. Um, you know, you guys are going to have to help me out if I miss anything here, but we're supposed to assume what's in Donna's head is too much will kill her. She had a kid, and so it was shared with the kid. It is Think of it as Dr. Juice or Dr. Intelligence. <laughs> yeah, but, yes. but okay, okay, but even right, the Dr. Donna, fine. But the, all the Dr. Donna is, is the essence of a Time Lord in a human. That's why it can't work. Metacrisis right? Time Lord. Because it would burn her. But they're acting as if she's Jesus Time Lord. Slow down. <laughs> okay, so... She had, this, this is why I'm going, like, trying to write out the formula as they've described it. He's laying human it out. Time flames in their head, has a kid, and now that's split between her and the kid, but both still locked behind that, that wall that the doctor gave them. Released, giving them both super intelligence, which is why Rose then somehow saves them. I can't remember. That's not really important. I so they, they, 
they come down and then and then you realize like okay so that's still we're still not solved then because it's still half the time flames in both of you guys' heads and then rose gives a speech that um i guess i guess we'll do the woman stuff first which is the you can just let it go and I was already like, what do you mean you can just let it go? And it's like, well, that's, I was that's like, the thing. You can just let go of that Time Lord stuff in your head. Just let it go. Why? Well, because women can let go of power. Men wouldn't men understand can. that. Yes. So, I was. I think I said By the way, I, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but um, that man that they're lecturing to has saved the galaxy an untold times mm, and and man. and has and has let go of power has let go of people that's like was, one of his has big let, characteristics has let go of was everything. the president of the fucking time lords has let go of his <laughs> own people he's let go of every single solitary thing which could bring him happiness to go around time and space fucking saving people I think what because he's the most, the most selfless man ever is the fact that the camera keeps passing around all these characters and they're all doing like smug smiles as she explains this. They're all like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you're like, I'm sorry, what? And uh, yeah, the idea is just that the doctor not only can't do it but can't understand it, but could have understood it had he been a woman and had he stayed Jodie Whittaker because she would have understood it too. Uh, which struck me as odd because I thought the whole point of the doctors is that they remember their pasts, meaning he would remember what it would be yes. like. Shouldn't shouldn't RTD be writing it so that he does understand because he is a a they and doesn't and has the history and memory oh, of a woman. Only when he's male line. presenting, though. Well, well that's why yeah. she said there a male presenting doctor, everything. which, by the way, uh, I've seen Twitter arguments about this. Uh, there are trans people who are very pissed off at the episode because apparently that follows gender essentialism, meaning that if you present male, you are male, which is not something they like. Do, do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? I'm trying yeah, to yeah, untangle yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, I know. I, dude, you're walking in a fucking minefield. No, I, that's right. I mean, I, I feel like nobody's going to understand what I'm saying, but like, I, I, I was trying to follow. The main takeaway I had was the the show has defined in canon universally that women are superior to men in the sense yeah. that they have an ability that men do not, which is right. to relinquish power to the mm -hmm. point where that the power is going to kill you. It's Doctor Time Lord stuff in your brain. A mm -hmm. man would die, but a woman can let it go. Hey, do you remember a character called Tech Tayun that killed the Doctor over and over and over and over and over and over and over again to steal the power of regeneration for herself? Mm-hmm. There is a line, yeah, by uh... the way, that would fix all of this scene. This whole scene. One line just would have fixed everything. All the, the Doctor end. had to do was say, fuck off, Donna. <laughs> Oh god, could you imagine? <laughs> like you're all fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. A lot of you, pair of you, fucking mental I'm off. Is it I'm, yeah, gonna, that, find a um, I'm gonna find a proper rose. That was some fanfic shit at the end. That was dude, it wasn't fan fiction, it was trans fiction. Well so uh, one of the first thoughts I had was like RTD, what are you doing? Making a scene like this will be shared forever all over forever as a clip because it's so fucking retarded like why would you want to write it into the fabric of the universe that women are better than men why would you say that like because he's make... broken he's just like every other ideologue broken 
absolutely broken as a as, human being. I'm going to get in trouble for this, but isn't it all trans fiction? Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> as I already said it, but uh, saying this to the doctor is uniquely exceptionally retarded uh the history that man has is is phenomenal and as an audience member watching him get dressed down by every other character when he's got he's, he's sacrificed more with more to lose than any of them so it, it's it's weird to listen to it feels uh yeah like I said, insecure ignorant like well, you're you watching it's like what the fuck am i listening like you to? said like you said okay he he sacrificed his friendship with donna he sacrificed his planet he sacrificed, he sacrificed so his life he, many his life, times. Many times. You know, <laughs> oh fuck my. He ass has mouth. died. <laughs> this <laughs> this guy is called the fourteenth iteration for a reason. Oh, and by the way, you know now now because of the timeless children, apparently that isn't it. But let's just let's just be real here. This is the fourteenth iteration. Technically, the fifteenth because of the um uh, the the war doctor. Uh, this is the fifth. Why? Because he has died over and over again, saving people. This man has never died of old age. This man has died constantly saving, sacrificing, saving, sacrificing, saving. This man would do, hasn't just done it, he does it over and over again, and he understands. That every time he dies, he loses his personality. He re he remembers, he has the events, but he loses that person that he was. That is a huge sacrifice. When you just imagine you, you can imagine who you are, what makes you, what drives you, what motivates you. Imagine you waking up tomorrow, a completely different person. Completely different from the way that you act, talk, feel, taste, but still remembering everything that you used to be. But you look at them as a completely separate entity. And he'll do it again. He'll do it again to save you in a heartbeat. And you want to fucking stand there and lecture to him about fucking being a man? Russell T. Davis, you are no man. You are broken. You are fucking broken with ideology. It kills you. It absolutely kills you from the inside. All of these characters that we've loved in fandom, it's only in recent times that they've all been pulled apart and destroyed. Whether it be comics, TV, film, Whoever it may be, it's a recent thing. And it's a fucking recent thing because it's an ideology which has infected. And it has infected because it's a virus. It's infected these franchises. All the people we love behaving and acting how they used to be, gone. You must now act as we act. You must now feel how we feel and we being the ideologues. We will call you every name under the sun in an effort to shame you, to shut you up, to make sure that you don't speak out about this. We'll try every dirty tactic, and when that doesn't work, 
we'll get your fucking channel shut down. Or we'll put you in prison for two fucking years. Which is the way it's going in the UK. This isn't something fun. This isn't something small. This is something which has infected society as a whole. And now we're at the final frontier. The final frontier being our entertainment. We are no longer allowed to escape because entertainment is escapism. And an escapism means leaving this nonsense. They won't allow that anymore. You will not leave this nonsense. You will be brought back into this nonsense. That's where we are. Entertainment is the final frontier of this virus. And it's everywhere and it's rampant. And there are so few people with the balls to stand up and go enough. There are too few people to say, okay, I'm going to do something about it. And those people are under siege, absolutely besieged from all sides, from the woke ideologues and the sycophants that are too fucking retarded to see what's right in front of their face. But hey, just an angry man on Twitter, just an angry man on social media, just an angry man on YouTube. That's all. Shame, shame, shame them, shame them. Try and get them to shut up. Try and get them to stop talking. Try and get them to stop telling you what's actually happening. Russell T. He, he, this was, this was, this is. Russell T. Davis didn't come back to save Doctor Who. He came back to kill it. Yep. To finish it off. To give the killing blow. Because when it was announced that he was coming back, there was a, there was a little slither, little slither of hope. A little slither of hope that he was going to save what had been tarnished, but he didn't. He wasn't there to save it. He was there to fucking ram the knife in the back and kill it off for good. And what better way to kill it off for good than bring the person that everybody loved the most back to do it with? As a complicit, willing participant. He, he didn't feel that he needed that part of the fandom. He didn't want anybody back. Stick that at number one, Mojo. Is it? I still want to find that. Is it Watch Mojo for real? <laughs> I don't know. I still, yeah, yeah. He um, he only came back for the message. He only came back because uh, he, he said it in an interview. I believe it was in Doctor Who magazine. He said, I, "I've got more to say." uh i'm paraphrasing i got more to say that i wasn't al allowed to say so maybe he was being held back maybe that was part of his problem remember this man was never going to come back never no. going to come back and they backed the briggs truck they gave him full control and uh he whiffed he whiffed on his first one this is never going to bring back old fans and it's sure as hell not going to bring in new fans. Not here, not in this country. This has to be a worldwide success, by the way. This can't be just a big thing in, in the UK. The reason it's on Disney Plus is to try to make it big once again, worldwide sensation. And it's just not going to be. What challenge do you think Shooty Gatwa's got, apart from fucking next to none now? Zero. Absolutely next to zero. Zero. <laughs> it's mental. Mental. Totally, totally mental, but that's the arrogance. That's the arrogance of the elite. 
there he in his RTD. He's on social media shitting on people to, yep. with Davros. You know, I I just think he's so disconnected that he still thinks it's just like the people upset at this show are just we're seeing it on Twitter. It's like this is really making the right wingers mad. I'm all, eh, it's making everybody mad. I'll tell you what it's doing. It's killing off another franchise. Never mind right. making people mad. That's the that's the stupidest fucking thing. If if that's what you're you're uh, celebrating, you were never a fan anyway. Again, it's just another battleground. It's just another battleground for the fucking idol of the broken people. Meanwhile, no, I... the the ninety nine percent of people that aren't fucking social media or Twitter that are turning on their TVs just to have a good time that don't aren't involved in any culture war or really understand what's going on. They just see what's presented to them on TV going, this is fucking shit, this. Yeah. This is a David Tennant episode that got 5 million viewers. Five! Which is oh, a meager 1 million. I mean, Catherine Tate, David Tennant, Russell T. Davies back. They got a million more than Jody's last episode. And what a way to cripple, like, your opening, you know? Oh. Right? Um, again, Terry Metalis comes out. It's not perfect, but the one thing you noticed, there wasn't any online discord. The people who were arguing, Star Trek fans who were arguing with each other were agreeing and liking the show. That's all. They were just like, hey, we really, we really liked it. Normal fandom. Uh, yeah, a percentage didn't like it. Normal fandom. That's normal fandom. Uh, as, as said in his video today, the corporations came in and broke fandom. And of course, through the access media, they're running the same old shit. It's fandom's fault. Uh, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I fucking missed a Grady's EFAP uh, talking about Chris Stuckman. And he was worried, uh, you know, I'll, I'll make this quick. He was worried about uh, Hollywood as he should be. Hollywood should be worried too. And at the end, he basically blamed the fans, said they don't want sophisticated entertainment. They're just dumb and they want dumb entertainment. I'm like, wow, that was uh, really fucking dumb. Did you catch his, uh, his final request is a way to solve all of this problem, all the problems of like uh, physical media, theaters, bad <laughs> movies. Do you know what he said was the solution? What's that the, say? The consumer to stop being scared that we're all scared that we're all scared of experiencing new art. We're all scared of experiencing new media. That's the problem. We got to stop being scared. What? Okay, uh, <laughs> audience, audience, stop being dumb and scared when it comes to um, uh, media. That's a really a great way to uh, for a filmmaker who's going <laughs> to be putting out a movie to win win people over. Um, how about you make good stories and see what happens because those those people still. People still like good stories. A lot so, of people liked One Piece. So a lot the of people... stuff which has been popular for generations—not a generation, generations—because every generation from its inception has been able to take something from it, has been able to understand, appreciate, and pass love, it down. I, dude, and Doctor Who is a show that a lot of parents of my age passed down to their kids. My kids loved it. Not anymore. No, it's generational. Star Wars, generational. Star Trek, yeah. generational. Doctor yeah. Who, generational. Uh, that's all, that they now they've lost. Uh, Star Trek has lost two generations. De Doctor Who lost the generation that they gained, which was incredible, and uh, Star Wars is losing a generation, and Marvel's losing a generation. I right. <clears throat> speak of speaking of Rose. One of the scenes in this episode. 
really made me think back to Rose, the episode Rose, the first episode of the the new Who era with um, Eccleston and Billy Piper. And I recall what was an, an, an absolutely brilliant scene of where the Doctor, after running away from the um, Autons, goes inside of the TARDIS and Billy Piper, Rose, runs in after him, sees the inside, quickly goes outside, goes round the side, comes back into the TARDIS, and he's there waiting for the questions. And she bursts out crying because she's freaked the fuck out that this small box is ginormous inside. It doesn't make sense. It breaks the laws of physics. And the doctor says, don't worry, that's a, that's a normal reaction, which is wonderful. It's a fantastic response. Rose, fake Rose, in today's episode, uh, this episode, gone where she sees the alien, and it's just normal to her. Just normal, meeting an alien. Just, oh, hi, I'm Rose. I feel different than everyone else. Come back to my house and sit in my toy collection. And I'm just like... You've just met a fucking alien. Uh, 15-year-old Rose, by the way. In the show. 20-year-old actor. It's just such a, so, it's like chalk and cheese. You know, the first episode of his new Who era, the first offering of his, of his, his new, new era. And it's just like, why aren't people acting normally? That's the whole element is the doctor is the alien. And the humans, they're the thing that we are meant to relate to. We are meant to relate to the companion, not the doctor. The companion is our eyes to his world. Yes, yeah, so, hi, I'm Rose. I'm like, you know, terrible actor. The meep did nothing wrong. I wish the meep was <laughs> one. <laughs> So uh, there's not much else to say about the episode, but I guess, what do you think of the TARDIS insides? I liked it. Oh, lovely, lovely. I quite I liked, liked it. I thought it was a little sterile, though, but I assume that would be something. I, I like that. Yep. Well, I, I, I assume it's kind of a good starting point anyway. Like the, you know, over time, you might see a lived-in character added yeah. to the environment, you know? I think I think that could that's great potential that I'll, I'll never see. A couple see of pride flags on the wall. We'll go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was, yeah, I thought, I thought it was fine. That little moment where he's running around the TARDIS. It's like, yeah, we could have used that. That's a celebration of Dr. Who uh, instead of uh, a celebration of shitting on the fans for an hour. <laughs> yeah. It, it didn't feel like a 60th. If it felt like an autopsy. Yeah. Oh, this didn't feel special at all. Uh, I, I mean, uh, putting aside all the shit writing, like it as a choice for like what to do for a special, is like, okay, Sad, dude. I mean, compare that to Waters of Mars, man. 
which wow. I've watched to cleanse my palate of this fucking episode. And uh, you're like, God, just somebody has the, the, the greatest point of the doctor, the 10th doctor, the greatest in, in his most broken. Somebody at his peak. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, the Rolling Stones on tour in their 80s. You know, that's pretty much sing, uh, singing for us about uh, misgendering people. The sequel trilogy of Doctor Who. It it, 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 but like, as you said on Twitter, it, it remains dead. It, this, like, it was like, is it alive? Is it still alive? Uh, we got a definite no. 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 You, you, there are ways to fix this. It's the people in charge who are now Disney, by the way, this is Disney Doctor Who. They mm -hmm. help fund it. It's Disney Doctor Who are unwilling to do it. Uh, they are unwilling to do it because they have gone on for so long now with this toxic fan narrative and it's exclusively the right and all this shit that they can't within their own circles fix it because it would look like they were placating to the, the fake boogeyman that's out there instead of just pleasing fans. Because pleasing fans is fan service to toxic fans a term created by the access media and absolutely supported by the corporations who are risk averse. They would much rather shit on their own fandom than be called racist or sexist. And they have put, the, they have painted themselves in so many corners. Now you don't have to be, there's nothing racist, sexist, homophobic, I know, bigoted about making entertainment for everybody. But there is now because it has to be due to intersectionalism. It oh, has oh. to be segregated. What is up with my fucking camera? <laughs> Hello, Mr. Elgato. Hello, Elgato. We this, meet again. This episode is sponsored by Elgato. 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 Or I'm, Gato. I'm probably, I'm going to, I think I'm going to bring up my, I'm going to move me over here. And I think I'm going to bring up my green screen. No, up there. That's something. Just not oh, okay. about Doctor Who for a few <laughs> Thank seconds. You. As for that, my, uh, you, you my, keep, I'm going to fix my camera. Hang on. My cat's called Bell. I already knew that. I know the mm -hmm. law. Hey. So, um, Mola, out of out of ten, what would you give uh, this this uh, first of three 60th anniversary special Doctor Who's? Like a two. Gary, I'm fixing my camera. Hang on. Uh, I give it um, a, a minus five out of ten. Wow. Um, I would give it a uh, probably somewhere in the region of a three. Uh, a three? How? Uh, the TARDIS, the retardis. Um. There were a couple of moments of dialogue which felt normal-ish. There was a couple of nice digital paintings and rings of power. It didn't make it fucking good. But, um, yeah, three, three does seem very generous. That's it? a really generous <laughs> shell. Yeah, I'm going to give it a go fuck yourself, Russell T. Davis, out of 10. Um, I'm going to give it a, a why, why do they all fall to hubris? out of 10 why did they all why did they all do that 
Why? Why do? Why do? Why do you think you're better than the fans? Why do you think the formula which worked for everybody is now no longer inclusive? Bitterness, oh. angriness, uh, narcissism, uh, and 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 a form of bigotry as uh, like just automatically othering any fan who and and putting them in a category uh when they, they're just offering like legit criticism these are people who actually love this stuff so what they're saying is we still care we still want to give you money but then all of a sudden just dismissing all of it as right-wing toxic alt-right shit is bigotry that's what it is it's one thing i am, I am so is fucking, i am so much more right than you that I don't even have to entertain you. I won't even discuss it. Uh, that's where we're at. And that's what, that's what happens when you introduce identity politics into a franchise. It is death. It is, like, as you said, it is the woke mind virus. It is cancer. And it is incurable. Name. Okay, quick. Uh, not a trick question, I promise you. Name a successful, ongoing... What were your classes woke? I ideology above entertainment show. Repeat the question. Sorry, I was fixing my N name. Just one. Name a successful ongoing what we would classes woke ideology above entertainment, ideology above character and story show. Uh successful. Not yes. I mean that's been embraced by every, everyone but it's been embraced by the masses uh barbie uh is a movie not a mm -hmm. show uh dear white people did that run for more than a couple of seasons yeah De dear white people i think i'll cancel it after a second season because people actually realized it was the most racist thing in the world uh the boys i think is a great example thank you chat i agree schindler's list shut up chat. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I, I would say, I would say the boys, the boys. The, I that was the only thing that came to my mind was was the boys. But I, I can't. You, I would if you said name five, legit five. I don't, I don't think I'd be able to. No, the Umbrella Academy has been cancelled. Yeah, the Umbrella Academy continues. Uh, I don't think anybody's watching it. I, I honestly don't think anybody's watching it. What the fuck is going on? I wouldn't say Invincible's. I wouldn't say Invincible's woke at all. It's got. It's just got a really badly written girlfriend in it. Don't worry, she won't be there for long. <laughs> Spoilers. But the first season. Um, the first season was was of Invincible. Apart from her, was absolutely fantastic. Oh, <laughs> oh. I, yeah, the boys is uh, probably the best one, and, and it goes so far from the from the comic, right? Because people go, I like the guy. It's not. It's not. The comics isn't filled with TDS, dude. Uh, oh man. man. I wouldn't say Lois and Clark. Well, at least the first season of Lois and uh, Superman and Lois and Clark, whatever. I didn't. I didn't. 
uh, the, when the CW was running, it was absolutely full of it. Can you call it successful when the network network never made a penny? And yeah, in eleven years, in eleven, 11 years, years of- it never made a penny. Uh, I would say no. I would say they, they've been drowned. None of this stuff is successful, by the way. Like even Gar- Margot Margot Robbie is probably negotiating, but she said I don't know. I, Gary I don't is know. in the boys' comic. Oh yeah, I, Gary's I in in two two issues. He's in two issues of the boys' comic. I am. I'm in uh, twenty four, twenty three, and Ooh. issue thirty seven. Oh, there you go. Issue thirty seven. That's clear. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um, Oi, Chihuahua. Oi, Chihuahua. Uh, what else? Did, uh, we're talking about successful, long running series. Yeah, I'm not talking about one and done. You know, or uh, or I'm talking about an ongoing, successful, what would be classed as ideology above um, character and story. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. Hey, hopefully uh, Reacher's good. It's right around the corner. We're two weeks away. Uh, Reacher was good first season. Good first season. Man. You know, there was a, there was there was one episode and one character that. Um, Felt completely out of place to what would have probably been a very normal series. Um, but uh, the first season of Reach was really good, and the second season is just around the corner, a couple mm-hmm. of weeks away. We shall see. Mm. We shall right. See. Let's uh, let's get into some chats with the chat. How's Marvel doing, real quick? Uh, dog shit. The Marvels still oh, the Mar- uh, No, the Marvels is at about 183 million worldwide. That's a big old crater for them. It, but there's good news, Gary. There's actually good news. Uh, because it had such an unbelievable drop in the first week, the second week is not as bad because it's very difficult to go lower than fuck all. Mm-hmm. So uh, from a from a percentage drop off, you can say 187 million worldwide. The uh, the the second to third weekend only went down 38 percent, but when your first weekend goes down 78 percent, it's quite hard. <laughs> it's quite hard to to lose much well, more money. There's there's a point where like there. You know, you, the percentage doesn't go down when people stop going to the movie. Yeah. <laughs> However, it did end sixth on the weekend. Sixth. Uh, chat, Good Tulsa King uh, is going to start shooting soon. It was uh, delayed because of the strike. We're definitely going to get a Tulsa King season two. That first season is magnificent. I love it. Uh, but yeah, it's um, the the worldwide had a significant drop off this week. So I I'm I'm feeling relatively relatively okay with my guess of two twenty after so, of course being the first first week right uh, yeah I was wrong about all of it and it's glorious and it's failure and I'm sure Marvel is Disney Marvel is currently sitting down having meetings and uh, working on getting the fans back and trying to fix everything oh wait no we got a clip from Agatha uh, we got a clip. Oh yeah, there's there's a uh, some uh, it leaked online. There is a there's a behind the scenes clip from the new Agatha show, bro. Have you got it? I can uh Can you get it? Um ask me about Wish, Gary. 
Uh, oh, yeah, there's an animated movie that's supposed to celebrate 100 years of Disney and kind of like mm. bring it all in and be a celebration. How's that doing? Um, it's on 48 million worldwide. Oh. Do you know the budget for that? Yeah, the budget's 200 million, Mola. <laughs> mm. 200 million, making it have to hit at least 750 to break even. Uh, did you, did you, okay. While I'm looking for this, I, I put the headline up Bob Iger's having a, a meeting with the employees. Uh, I think it's today. Mm. <laughs> I just put, it, we got to pander harder. Oh, dog, quarter black Garrett, you with this quarter black magic has brought up the clip. Oh, good man. Quarter black magic. Now, remember that this was most likely filmed last year. Uh, this was filmed last year. Ironheart was filmed last year, 16 months ago. Yeah. Uh, Echo was filmed almost 16 months ago. Yeah. Uh, that's right around the corner, baby. <laughs> oh, oh. We got Rebel Moon coming up. I'm sure that's going to be awesome. Ooh. I like the trailer, oh. but. Uh, I The trailer was fine. It was. Yeah, it was okay. It's fine. You just never know which way it can go with Zach. Not until you've seen it. Not until you've seen it. I'm going to put the link in the private chat for you. As Okay. I, I, I do feel like I'm living on a fucking wobbly weirdo planet, you know? <laughs> wobbly weirdo. This is legit from the oh my god, it's from TV promo. Yeah, I, it was supposedly I, I leaked. I'm not really sure. It came across uh, a Twitter timeline, and I was just okay. like, oh god, Marvel here. This will save Marvel, everybody. This yeah, is, so this this is Marvel. from one division though. This bit. Yeah, but they, there's some behind the scenes, or maybe okay. it's so there is some. Okay, there is uh because there's a one division Blu-ray coming out, Mahler. Uh, there's behind the scenes clips there's deleted scenes I believe there's even some some commentary okay should we uh, as always gentlemen if you wish me to stop tell me to stop okay no touching without consent no touching so patient waiting for you to reveal your true self. We knew we had something special on our hands, but I think we were all flabbergasted <laughs> by the by the reception. People were hungry for something that felt nostalgic and something that everybody could sit around and watch and Okay. I liked the first 5 episodes. I did. I liked the first 5 episodes when it was uh different when it actually was different when we had the, the tv show the black and white the changing of the time periods there was something that was seemingly interesting that they were setting up after the fifth issue episode it literally just went to generic mcu crap and fell apart so everything that made the show different was was lost and then we had the most ridiculous ending 
with Wanda being allowed to walk free. Oh, and they made a superhero who walked through a magical barrier while being positively affirmed. And then put her in a movie. That bombed. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Good times. And, and because there was a catchy little song, because it was Agatha all along, which honestly turned into a meme. Didn't make any sense at all in the show. Nope. No. None at all. Jack, remember she, when Jack... She did this. She remember she, she went... And everyone went, ah, that's cute. That's cute. Remember when everybody was putting up theories for Mephisto? And, and I have to admit, there was a couple of like hints in there that maybe the effects department put in there that were in line with Mephisto. Yes. And then Jack Schaefer, the, runner, the person running the show, said... I didn't know who Mephisto was. Well, the, the, the right, the female writer, she was just like, I had no idea who that was. And I had no idea. And then they said, oh, we just put the Fox's Quicksilver in just for reference. We, it was meant nothing. It was just it meant nothing. And we thought it was going to lead to the multiverse and yes. all this shit. <laughs> and then Bethany says... There's a really cool cameo coming. So everyone is expecting Professor X, Wolverine, something like that. And it was like, oh, no, shit. It, it was just White Vision. White Vision. Which probably... Don't forget Ralph Boner. Ralph oh. Boner. And, and honestly, like, the Quicksilver, one of the more popular of the first class Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. When he's when he's not getting beaten up by his girlfriend, absolutely. Yep. Oh well. Wait for on Friday nights. Friday nights. Like who stays at home on Friday nights and watches something with their Wait, family? wait, stop right there. No idea what a couple people will stay home on Friday and watch a bunch of idiots on a with their family quite a few with their family on the live streaming. So just saying. Uh, by the way, you, you got uh, a one point Five million. That's it. On Disney Plus. That's it. That's it. So okay. Just but you while everybody while everybody was locked down. Yes. While people couldn't oh my captive God. How, audience. How, how rough is that? Who does that? People that are locked in the houses due to a shutdown lockdown. Wait, that's who's, who. Who's home on friday night because even though california was completely locked down we could like totally work and went to our cocktail parties and did a bunch of fucking blow without our masks on while we were telling you to keep your masks on yeah. <laughs> it was agatha all oh, along. along you're gonna need me <laughs> you know i started talking to marvel about developing something else and and so we had early conversations about you know what could that be there's the offending Jack Schaefer, man. No That's clue. Schaefer. By the way, no Agatha, Agatha Harkness, I mean, later we could probably put up a picture of what she looks like in the comic books. It don't look like... It's kind of like Madam Web. It's a lot like right. Madam Web. It's a lot okay. like Madam Web. Yeah. That's looking great as well. Ooh. Fifty Shades of uh, Web. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, I maybe. Pause real quick. Remind me to tell you a little behind the scenes on Madam Web and Sony's philosophy behind it. Sure. I got a little, I got a little, I got a little 
little birdie. Little okay. something, something. Developing something else. And and so we had early conversations about, you know, what could that be? And maybe it's this property and maybe it's this property. And everything that I pitched included a storyline about Agatha. That's the image that we've seen released. That was the image that they put out. Uh-huh. Wait, have they settled Marvel on a name is now? what was that? Have they settled on a name now? Uh, uh, Agatha Darkhold Diaries. Darkhold Diaries. This is the uh, third title. Okay. Oh. Well, you can do that, Gary, but it's just true. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to hit another. Uh, Marvel is saved. Oh. Marvel is saved. Not echoey enough. Wow. I, I only have my regular voice. Oh, feel enough. left out. Oh. Agatha. I remember Kevin saying to me, like, we really should think about an, an actual Agatha show. And I was like, do, where do I sign for that job? Yeah, we got it. Oh, God, that makes me actually quite mad. <laughs> Bitch it's... didn't know who Mephisto was, and she wants to take on, like, some sub-level Avengers character that babysat Franklin Richards. It looks like Aunt May. Baby, let me do this clip, and and then I'll feed you. There's a okay. great scene in in uh, is it West Coast? I think it's West Coast Avengers or Avengers. You talk for a second. I'm going to feed Bell. Where Magneto comes down. I have the original art. It's Paul Smith original. It's Paul Smart. Uh, Paul Smith art. I got the page for fucking sixty dollars, dude. And it's I can't. The, and it's worth thousands right now. Uh, it's Magneto coming down from space, ripping up the fucking house to get to get Scarlet Witch back. Right. It's fucking awesome. And uh, yeah, this bitch doesn't probably barely knows who Magneto is, and they probably had to tell her. Probably. Um, I don't know. This is like, in terms of work, it's like, oh yeah, I really want to do a TV show for Agatha Harkness, and just be like, were you? Was this a was this a way in because they already had everything set up? I've got the actress. We've got the sets. This is probably easy as a as well, a. It's it's you know, reactionary. Everything anyway. This this fucking series is the same reason we got Kang. They they looked at fucking Twitter and they thought, oh, this is popular. <sighs> but this is how this is how fucking dumb they I would love to say it's something more complex than that, but no, they looked at fucking Twitter at the time. It was 2020 Jack Dorsey woke uh, uh God won't say it repressing things fortifying god damn the fuck's wrong with my camera um fortifying uh twitter uh they use that as marketing and said well this must be popular let's make an agatha harkness show everybody should be fucking fired for that decision it's retarded start with feinke please all right got it the character is so deep and heartfelt and dangerous and continuing the story of agatha yeah uh oh. is this a tell don't show again hey that, that's she was in my marvels video she she produced <laughs> marvels too she's oh part god for representation and she talks up i like this all the time san andreas vote all i'm saying is please i'm just saying please What? Hmm? The fault? Fucking Iran. 
send it out to sea, baby. Send it out to sea. And getting to know her more was immediately an imperative for us as creatives. There Wait, oh, oh my fucking, oh my. Uh, we thought giving a character would be like a good thing? Do you see um, Imam Valani's You had a show comment. called WandaVision. Oh, sorry, go on. On, uh, it was getting spread around on Twitter that was like, she said, the actress for Miss Marvel said that uh, in future she thinks it's more important to focus less on the big old spectacular battles and stuff yes. and more so on characters. Yes. And I, among many people, are celebrating that comment, even though it's some of the most basic wisdom you could ever have. But that puts yeah. you leagues ahead of everybody at Disney. So, yes. And she's also said some other stuff, like if you go to the review interview, but it's like she's bait, you know, she's. She's answering a question that's given to her by Whoopi Goldberg about diversity. And she goes, yes, of course, diversity is important, blah, 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 you know, uh, but I, I think she kind of gets it. Uh, she's her, her answers have not been fuck the fans. All right. No, I, 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 I saw some people complain about an article. I, I read the article. I don't think she said anything untoward. She just said something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't, but she says something along the lines of, you know, if people, if people are telling you not to like something, you know, they're, they're, they're poopy. Which, but to me, that was if people are directly telling you, not passively saying this is shit. I don't know. Like, I'll speak for myself. I, I don't think I'm ever necessarily telling somebody not to like something. I'm just telling no. you, I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. I wouldn't yeah. recommend it but i'm not telling you not to like what you will like yeah more than like the last of us show yeah dude that's the difference here you know what there's people <laughs> in the chat who probably loved loki that's love like loki i don't care i thought it was shit but i mean yeah. that that's fine you know i'll, I'll agree with Mahler. i mean the, it's got the better soundtrack of anything marvel anything that marvel yeah. mostly got the most generic shitty soundtracks ever and it's got at least it tries to do something interesting with the music not with the story uh, or characterization or anything else but they try to do something you know just trying to be nice yeah poopy 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 ron your poop mouth ron poop mouth damn there would be nothing more delicious to agatha harkness than to be in a spin-off the whole thing made total sense to me, and I was just so... There was nothing more important to me as an actress than appearing in a show. Yeah, this is some... I just like they do that. When they explained how my bank account would look after, I was no, convinced. When, when, they start, when they start stuttering and blinking, they're like, nothing was so important to me than my bank account. If you Did you see the Ricky Gervais thing today that he posted up about like how he, he bought half of a brewery? And he's all, yeah. and the brewery's mindful of the environment. And the most important thing is I'm going to make hundreds of millions of dollars <laughs> off of this. <laughs> like, just say that, okay? It's fine. That's honest. He, he just, posts stuff like that all the time. In all fairness, Ricky Dre, he posts shit like that all the time. He does, and I fucking love him for it. This this chick is like just trying to like struggle. Like it's really important. She's like, fuck it. They no, you're not. Be you, yeah. They asked you to be in a Marvel show. You ain't got much else going on. I mean, you're a character actor. You're doing fine. But they asked you to star in your own show. What are you going to say? Fucking no. You know? Uh. 
excited and thrilled. I love you guys so much. Love you, Catherine. Love you back. To be playing okay. a witch in the MCU is ama amazing. Why? What? It <laughs> Remember when this was originally just going to be a case that they were going to sell? That 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 disappear? Uh, they were going to offer uh, this physical media without offering the actual physical media, but now they're offering the physical media because. Um, oh, you mean like this was just going to be a case with maybe like a download code or something? Oh no, no, yeah. it was just Disney Plus, isn't it? So, I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But now they're putting in a a, a Blu-ray in 4K, uh, in a steel book. I'm still not going to buy it, um, but I love that shit. Steel books are like crack with me. I will buy them if you like them when yeah. they're good. Why is it important having a, a witch? You're not even the first fucking witch. You're not even an important witch, and you're nothing it's like the a, character it, from the fucking comic books. It's just a nothing statement to the point where you almost yeah. as if you were to be like, so you're saying if they offered you a role that wasn't a witch, you wouldn't be interested. And then she'd well, be like, no, I'm no, being, I'm saying that being a witch is interesting. It'd be like being yeah, a but, witch is so feminist. I, I hope they have trans witches. I hope they do. Just be oh. like Catherine. I think all of the human characters deserve respect too. And what you're saying is very disrespectful. So, you know, be careful. Your microaggressions. Mm hmm. Uh, uh, do I don't we, see uh, Aubrey Plaza. I don't see Aubrey Plaza either. And if you want to see her in something good, the first two seasons of Legion, pretty fucking good. Third season, not so much. Uh, well, that was absolutely scintillating. Hmm. I learned so much. Yeah. Did they give us a release date? Yes. 2025. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's the release date. No, it's it, it, it does feel like Marvel's trying to be a little defiant. We're going to come out with an Agatha thing. MCU chuds. We'll show you. Young Not Avengers. Not my money. You're, you're not. You're not wasting my money. No. So no. no. Go ahead. I mean, I'm all for it. Release Echo. Drop it all. I'm. I'm all for accelerating the process, and it's. And we are well into it at this point. It's. It's. It's starting, to, and they're starting to feel it. They're starting to feel a little embarrassed because it's looking tired and old, like it is. It's. It's a trope. The MCU. The M the mcu marvel disney marvel invented the mcu the, the fans didn't i didn't as didn't kevin feige invented the mcu and created it and, and now it is a thing that is being regularly mentioned that not even grace randolph can deny anymore <laughs> so dude you know again Man. we were already no, so much i need your advice uh don't do it it's a lot to live for, as. Uh, Bell is one is is absolutely begging me for another sachet of wet food today. No, she had one this morning. Fat cow, call her fat cow. Tell her get to the gym. Shame her. I can't, I can't do that. I love her too. I can't do that. You're spoiling. Yeah, God damn it. What's what happens when your kid does that? You're gonna spoil your kid too. No. But a kid's not a cat. All right. I'm going to give her a... Go talk. I'm going to give her another power. What a sucker. You are. I 
Sucker! Whatever. <laughs> Sucker. Ah, uh, so um, the fans didn't create the MCU. The fans didn't make the Force female. Uh, the fans didn't uh, uh, mainline the message in a 60th anniversary special. Uh, they, they, God dang it. What the fuck is going on with my camera, man? I do not know. Damn it, Disney got me. Kathleen Kitty, she gonna get me. <laughs> she gonna get me. Check if she's under my bed. She's under my desk right now. Uh, no, the fans didn't do anything. And and you love how they're still like it, it's it's the fans' fault with Doctor Who. It's the fans' fault with the with the Marvels. Mar- Marvels. It was it's and it's it's YouTubers. All of a sudden, it's our fault again. Uh, I, I it, it's it's Hollywood's fault. Woke Hollywood corporatism came in and destroyed fandom through activism. All of it's true. All of it's true. And we're here and our franchises are in pieces. And now remember Mahler, remember when we used to get excited? Hey, they're going to do another Conan movie. Hey, they're going to make Star Trek. They're going to like recast the original. It's like, you know, back then I was like, all right. I mean, it's an alternate universe. Let's check it out. I'm fine. I'm down with it. Remember, Remember when they would announce something? It's oh, there's going to be more Star Wars with Han, Luke, and Leia. Remember that? And we people were excited. Seemed like a good idea at the time. It did. Uh, now when they're like, well, Hollywood is considering a Conan series. People are like, no, no, stay away, get away, <laughs> no. Get the broom out. <laughs> get the broom get out. Another- newspaper uh, on the nose sort of thing yeah oh dude I, like when they first announced that they were going to do the second age of uh lord of the rings as a tv show right or that was the possibility back then we didn't know for sure i hated that that uh the continuation or the aragorn series that they were rumored to do i fucking hated but when i heard second age first i'm like okay okay and then i saw a bad re- reboot was involved and i was done i was like no oh no Oh fucking no. They're getting another one. They're they're getting another one, those bastards. And it's just so fucking predictable now. That's the thing about the Marvels is um we thought it would bet we knew it would be bad. We knew it would not do well. We did not know it would fail this much. And no, it's it's to perform to everyone's expectations. Yes. It's a bit embarrassing, isn't it? Uh, season two is going to double down. It's going to be even worse, and it's going to fail even harder. So good, good. Rings good. of power. Yeah, Rings, yeah. Uh, Celeborn's going to come back, and he'll be cucked in the Cut, worst. Absolutely, absolutely fucking cucked. I um, thought you were dead, so I sucked Hal Brown's cock. Yep, and I and and I thought you were dead for a thousand years. <laughs> yeah, and he and he went. Yeah, I probably was to you because you were fucking around walking everywhere when all you had to do was look on your dead bother, brother's butt. Oh, fuck off. Joe. Dude, look at a fucking map. That's all you needed to do. Why Don't does a stink in a boat fly the fuck off? <laughs> Why does a husband disappear for a thousand years? <laughs> yeah, dude, Kellerborn went out for a fucking packet of cigarettes, mate. That's he did. What he, went through, he wanted some pipe weed and never came back. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I don't blame him <laughs> fucking bit, dude. <laughs> he's, he's there with some fucking hobbits just go, you should fucking see my fucking life, mate. Fucking Jeez, he's a fucking cunt, mate. Is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> fucking nightmare. 
Oh, I wonder, because uh, they've been finished with it for a while. I wonder if we're going to get it a little earlier this year. God, I, I don't know. I want, I want House <laughs> of the... No, no, I want House of the Dragon and Rings of Power to come out at the same time again. Yeah, I, I want really that. do. I want that. House of the Dragon, they would do that if they can. Well, it's early you summer. Do that. So what's early summer? Uh, July? April, July? May? No, it's spring. Uh, early well, summer. Some of them, June, yeah, some of them is July, June, July, August. July, August. June, June. So if they do it August again <laughs> and they come out a week before Rings of Power. <laughs> oh, I want it to happen. I want it so bad. Go head to head. Go head to head. I dare you. Oh, I double dare you. And there's one, one Marvel movie coming out, and it hasn't finished principal photography yet. And that's no, and it's three. coming out what April? Uh, July. 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 It's possible, but dude, you're really pushing it. Really, unless they were working, but it wasn't I mean, they... even written. Never mind principal photography; it wasn't even written. Well, they shot half of it. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine being fucking Hugh Jackman, not being able to eat anything, or like you had to be on your your jacked up diet through the strike. <laughs> <laughs> He's begging for a donut. That no guy. Wonder, no wonder why he divorced his wife. Did he? Yeah, he did. They broke up. When? Wife of a long time. Uh, recently. Yeah. 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 Oh, this, this is, uh, if I would never know if I didn't have a wife. Okay. I I had no <laughs> idea. My wife's like, I can't believe they totally broke up. Fuck. No. El Gato. We meet again. We meet, okay. okay, so Madam Webb. Hang on. Yes. What's gonna... the tea? And then we'll have to do some some crush some soups. Yeah, I think it's my my 4K link. Maybe dying. These fucking pieces of shit. Oh, I'm just gonna start using my switch. Oh, your cam link. My cam. Yeah, my 4K. Oh, yeah, just 4K just, cam. Uh, link. I say 4K. I meant to say 4K. Yeah, it's it's just. I'm gonna be off camera. Sorry, folks. Um, I doubt any of you give a shit. So. Hi. All right. Uh, let me let me go in. I'm on cam and loving it. Okay, I'm going to paraphrase here as much as I can. Rumors he's into dudes. Is that true? Hugh yeah. Jackman? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, he's really good at musicals. So Has I mean, he got like five kids with his wife or something? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Uh, so Sony's approach, uh, with their Marvel movies, they basically make those movies super cheap ass, more like discount Marvel or dollar store shit. They spend almost nothing on reshoots and squeeze the VFX budget to strict minimum. They spend most of the money on marketing though. They are so focused on making a profit and don't really care about quality. Now I need to remind you all that Tom Rothman who runs Sony Fucking hates superhero movies. And this is a guy who ran uh, Fox. That's a great combination. This is yeah. a guy who ran Fox during the X-Men uh run, right? So always doing his best to like get away from them as much as possible. Uh, he also hates action movies, which is just fucking terrible. Uh so 
with Spider-Man, it's a different story, right? So with Spider-Man, they they focus on it. Uh, so Spider-Man is Amy Pascal's baby. And since Sony made the deal with Marvel, is in fact Amy, Kevin Feige, and Tom Rothman are all equally in charge of those movies. It is literally meetings with them three discussing and someone uh, and someone like Rothman who hardcore hates everything. <laughs> wow. So um, the, the Venom and the uh, other stuff is pro more, more like Avia Rod, I would guess. Um, but it's supposed to connect to Spider-Man. So th they're throwing out this shit that they, they the, the news here is Sony knows it's shit. They know it's shit. They don't give a fuck. They're, they put little money into it and they know that enough people will be interested to go and it'll it'll eke out a profit. Um, and that's fine with them. They just don't give a shit. And uh, they hang on to Spider-Man solely because it makes them money. So if... Uh, and, and it's interesting that there's this equal partnership between Amy Pascal, who was the former CEO of Sony, who got ran out because of the email leak, Tom Rothman, the former CEO of Fox, Fox, who hates fucking superhero movies, and Kevin Feige. So that's probably why we haven't gotten a Spider-Man 4. You'd you think they would kind of rush that. You, you You'd want think. to make money. <laughs> you think that would be something you kind of... New Hollywood's not about money, Gary. I know. It's more I know. money. I know. Wow. Uh, so that's it. Sony doesn't give a fuck. Uh, that's pretty obvious. I mean, it's I'm not stating anything I, I shocking here. Yeah, <laughs> I saw the trailer. But I also somebody who works with Marvel uh, texted me that day. I told you and said we had nothing to do with this dude. Yeah, <laughs> he's like I, I I don't agree with most of what you say, but we had nothing to do with this. I really thought, I really really thought it was just a bad TV show. So when somebody, oh no, this is coming out the cinema. Yep. So if you think Venom 3 is going to be good, it's not. Okay. And what pisses me off is, uh, is um, why am I blanking on his name now? Tom, Tom Hardy made a fucking brilliant TV show for one season and pissed Boom. off. Yeah, pissed off to go make the Venom movies. And Taboo is the shit. It is, I would have watched that thing for fucking 10 seasons. Clickety click click clickety click click please click click. Mollart, yeah. Have you decorated your your house with Christmas? Yeah. Uh, no. Your dimension. Sorry, your dimension. Yeah. How does a Cthulhu god decorate? Feminine Halloween here. Okay. My shit has been decorated since November first. I think. I'm so proud of it. And we're so far ahead of everybody who's like struggling to decorate their house. We're like, we're done. We're done. Your struggle, my struggle, my struggle. It's it's their struggle. <laughs> it's they them struggle. They them. Um, <laughs> my tree is right behind me, ready to go. By the way, can I can I give myself a, a shout out? Uh, because you've okay. never done that before. <laughs> what? Where is it? Ah. Fucking put your camera on your bell end. I can't. Yeah, whatever. I'll try. Uh, Yesterday's title from a video, Doctor Who slash whom. That, that's a good one. I like that. That's, that's a good quite, one. Quite I think Disney commits Mary, Mary suicide. That's, Pretty good that's, one. Good. that's, that's a good, good one. one, too. Yeah, good one. Hey!
Okay. Hey! Until Elgato returns. Elgato. Right, let's uh, let's crush some troopers for the last half hour. Okay. I believe we've been two and a half hours. Boom. Like that, man. No, uh, right. Mr. Trunk has been a sorcerer for 34 months. Thank you, man. And he says, uh, shit heart. <laughs> shit heart. <laughs> Striker X24 with five dollars. Yeah, that's so it's deep. a poop emoji and a heart. So love shit is heart. shit. Yeah, Striker <laughs> X24 with a five dollars says, "As he get ready to buy that house, season two of She-Hulk is confirmed." No, it isn't. It's not confirmed. Yeah, no, uh, there Shang Chi, um. It, sequel, the Eternal sequel, uh, She-Hulk season two, fucking Miss Marvel season two. These are all bullshit fucking scooper rumors. When they say if something is in development, that literally means somebody's thinking about possibly getting into the stage of finding somebody to write a script. I it think this jack shit. Hey, I you, think you, uh, Chris Gore talked about this. The the directors from Batgirl. They were given a, some projects from Warner Brothers. You know what they were given? An office. They were given some money. Uh, they're never going to develop anything they say. Uh, this is common practice in Hollywood. Common practice. I think this rumor stems from the fact that somebody said that Disney Marvel have five projects in development. Right. And then... And then... Somebody just went, well, that's She-Hulk season two and something else season two. There is not, there is not, it has not been confirmed at all. I will say for the record, it would make no financial sense to do these things, but that they're not known for making financial decisions. Yeah. I mean, is it believable that somebody would think about it? I'd say before the Marvels, maybe after the Marvels. I don't even think. Mm, that yeah, long. that's got to be making them worry now. But uh, scoopers are going to scoop. The poopers going to poop. It's what they do. I, Tara, if I was going to LA Comic Con, I would 100% do that with you. Who's going to put on Ripperverse shirts and go stand <laughs> in front of Tim Sheridan with me at LA Comic Con this weekend? I'm wearing nothing but Ripperverse shirts my whole Boom. time there. Stand in front of Tim Sheridan and wave. Uh, can can I shout uh, something out that's going on my channel? It was absolutely sure. confirmed by Kara and X-Ray Girl. Cuddle stream. Cuddle stream. I, and I want to apologize to all the viewers. I Yes, I'm I'm, I'm doing things I would normally not do to, to beat Dan Vask, but uh, they said you they are were. bringing the HLA. Not happy. I'm <laughs> just kidding. You're, you're bringing the HLA for your channel. Dude, I'm bringing whatever I need to bring. The, with a hot lesbian action. Yes. Whatever you gotta I need do to do what you gotta do. Gotta do. And uh sacrifices have to be made. So I, I look, I, I will endure. Tis <laughs> uh, with two. Oh, by the way, I'll finish that. I'll finish that off, buddy. Also, praise Mauler, go Wrexham, and Gary Doctor Who made me want to Minecraft myself. Wow. Oh. Hey, Kara, why, why, why isn't Eric July coming to LA Comic Con? Got better shit to do this time. Oh, I don't know. I think it'd be a good use of his time. I thought he was going. Uh, I think he, well, he's he's trying to get fulfillment done and stuff, but uh, 
I know the fact that LA Comic Con is willing to, uh, for lack of a better term, platform. I mean us, right? Like the, there's two panels. There's one that's called "99 percent of all movies today are or why 99 percent of all movies today are garbage," and the death of the modern franchise coming a week after the Doctor Who episode and Marvels. Uh, at a at at the Los Angeles Comic Con, a mainstream regular Comic Con that was started as a Stan Lee's Kamikaze, uh, and changed into the LA Comic Con, that's which has turned into a pretty big con. I think it's a pretty big deal that they are willing to give us panels. So I'm gonna go, dude. I'm I'm home for a day and a half. I just got off the road 21 hours, and I'm hitting the road for LA tomorrow. Uh, cause I think it's, it's a big deal. I think it's cool that they let us talk. Can't see Comic-Con letting us have those panels, but, uh, if a con is willing to do it, then I'm willing to go. Eric's a busy boy though. Eric's um, busy boy. Eric's doing something that the comic industry isn't doing. Selling, um, books. making money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In a nutshell. Yeah. I mean, that's why Tim Sheridan's there. I wonder how many of who? his green his green oh i was like who's fucking tim Sh oh yeah green lantern guy the guy's like buy my book because gay because gay and stick it to the nazis stick it to the chuds <laughs> i did i mean not not like nothing about the story or anything no. like that it's gay so buy it buy all of them buy the variants buy the whole thing and then he went after eric right so Eddie, yeah, well, hey, we, did laugh, we did. We did laugh at him. The ob the hobbits are going to be there. Uh, yes, they and, are. And there's going to be people there who definitely don't like us. I don't care. None of them will come up and talk to us. None of them. None of them ever have. None of them ever will. <laughs> I don't care. I don't, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Who, who the fuck are you, mate? You're nobody. Fuck off. Look out yeah. of here, mate. Don't bug me. I'm comic shopping. I'm gonna I got my little back issue list. I'm gonna get some back issues. I'll tell you fair though. If you need if you need someone to spot your 20, I'll spot your 20. Okay. Call it charity. Yeah. Uh oh, is there there's a guest list? I didn't know there was a guest list. Well, you're getting you're getting invited. Yeah. Uh Tish with two ten dollar super chats. Thank you, says Gary. Loved your cameo on the last EFAP. But why did you leave so early? Were you afraid of being challenged by Chris Tuckman's video? I would, yes, I, I, it, it just completely, <laughs> completely scared me. It's not like I watched the video and contacted Mahler and said, "Jesus Christ, I might respond to this. This is fucking unbelievable." But then <laughs> we'll do an episode. <laughs> we'll do an episode, and then I, family stuff and the nature of my burnt out brain. Uh, so I did, you know, I, I finished my Doctor Who stuff, and I'm like, I'm gonna jump in right now. But uh, make a long story short, the Roadcaster 1 mm. sucks when it comes to Discord. The Roadcaster 2 is fine. And I brought my road thing, and I, it was just echoey, and it didn't work. Um, don't you want to be a good filmman and save cinema? And then his second super chat is, my favorite part of the 60th anniversary special was when Rose said, <laughs> it's pronoun time. And she, <laughs> <laughs> and, 
and see he was stunning and brave all over the place. I clapped. I clapped when I saw it. Does Rob just hmm? <laughs> I was gonna say shut up, Wesley? <laughs> that was my favorite part of it. But the doctor turned around and said, Shut up, Wesley. David Fourteenant. You get it? To play on David Tennant at 14 and because he's the 14th. Never mind. I want a 10 pounds 14 pence. Because he's been both Dr. Ten and 14. Mm. Would you consider reading and possibly reviewing Liberation of the Dalek? Might be fitting for a comic show during Doctor Who's 60th. I think there's a very good chance that the real BBC, after the final three of the 60th anniversary, we're actually going to do our top five Doctor Who episodes to yeah. cleanse everybody's palate. Everybody's palate. I'm ready to be... <sighs> I will very much want to do that when we get to that point. Yep. yep. Yes. By the way, it is a Watch Mojo video that you're in. Interesting, interesting note that my mm. top five videos are making fun of Watch Mojo. Video. <laughs> that's the whole point of it is making fun of their dumb lists uh i don't know if there's any humans that watch mojo at this point i, I don't know. i don't th i don't think there I mean, is it's bot mojo razmoo's boy razmoo boy razmoo boy gifting 20 Memberships to the stream. Thank you, Rasmu boy. Raz, Rasmus boy. Rasmus boy. Uh, Martin Bennett with a uh, bard for two. Thank you. Marksman of 117B with a $2 says, Hail, have you seen the trailer for American fiction? I have mm -hmm. not. No. No. Uh, TGV Monster with a $10 says, I watched the Council of Kang scene on YouTube. And, all, and the comments were people praising it like it's the Godfather and I'm over here like it's an army of scenery chewing clowns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. He's trained for that. Yeah, he knows what um, he's doing. Yeah. Grimnack with a $5 says, okay, I've been re-watching EFAPs. Gary, please tell me you've come to realize Peter crying at 15 being crushed by a building isn't bad. For real, no, not gonna change. I don't like that to pick. I'm tired of Spider Boy, absolutely tired of Spider Boy. And uh, I just remember the Peter who, who the, the scene that they took that from. I just remember that very young Peter not crying, worried about Aunt May and getting the fucking out, getting the fuck out of there, and absolutely overcoming something with his power that he had no business overcoming. Called he does overcome man. it in Homecoming. Yeah, he balls a lot. He balls too much in those first two movies. They're forgettable. My stance, my stance has not changed on that and will not, but I like No Way Home. Uh, Mikey Gustler was... Because you know what? Aunt May dying, that's something worth crying for. Not the, not the little baby Spider-Man that has to rely on Tony Stark. This building fell on him. He's 15. He's allowed to fucking tear up. It's no. stupid. Didn't happen in the comic book, which they ripped off from. <laughs> I do. He had his mask I, on in the comic book, didn't he? You can't tell if he's crying. He wasn't crying. He was like, fuck this. No. 
Not <laughs> you just said he's allowed to cry if Aunt May dies. Yeah. I'm there you, go. Uh, you know what? It's okay to cry as a man if a dog dies, if a if uh if your best friend dies, if a parent dies, and and or maybe you're moved by a, a spectacular movie, maybe. Oh what maybe you're allowed to cry on that, but you're not allowed to cry if a building falls on you. Nope. Because you're right. dead. <laughs> no, it's spider boy, not spider man. That's he defeated vulture, he defeated Mysterio, he defeated Green Goblin. With the help of Toby. Toby! Toby. That's right. That's why everybody watched that movie. Chiboy! <laughs> That's a fact. That's why as many people who did watch it watched it. But remember, Tom Holland's Spider-Mans have done very, very well without Toby as well. They did prior to 2019 without them. We'll see. Tom Holland is a very, very likable guy. And he's now very likable guy. Yeah, sure. Really short. He's... That, okay, no, I'm. He's fine as Spider Man in the in No Way Home, and, and he's fine in it in Civil War, and Infinity War. He's fine. He's fine. Toby's the goat. Toby's the goat. But Andrew Garfield was really good in No Way Home too. Yes, he but he wasn't very good in his team. <laughs> Not in his own movies. Not a fan of the Amazing Spider Mans, but that's no, really no. Love the music though. Do love the music? Well, and I really liked him in those movies. I did. I, 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 I'm not going to say I liked the writing of the character as much as I just liked his performance. I felt like, I mean, you, I've liked him in everything he's in. I'll give Holland the Holland costumes, aside from the Iron Spider one, which got too weird, uh, yeah. have been pretty yeah. fucking good. Really good based on the John Romita style. Love them. Mm. Love them. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mikey Gustler's been a bard for seven, and Mikey Gustler with a $20 says, Mauler. Yes. Is there any plans on releasing Christmas Eve at movies? My favorite Christmas movie is Jim Carrey's The Grinch. I think it's got a good satire about the commercialization of Christmas, and Jim Carrey is amazing at the, as The Grinch. Uh, we got two planned for this year. Uh, very, very, very different movies, but both Christmassy. Uh, we haven't recorded them yet, and we've got so much to fucking do. The backlog is insane. As Gary is aware, we're currently stress to the limits of getting something done for you guys that i'm very worried we won't be able to make it in time for but we'll talk about that at the end of this i think oh um, we we it's... it's not it's not the we can get it recorded in time i don't know if we can get it edited in time is the problem oh when's the shit we recorded last year coming out yeah i've said this to you so many times as i know, joke about I, it no, you I, know doing it to you, I know i wanted you to say it that's why i said it i wanted you to say the... get in the fucking queue you got shadowisty is like we've recorded like 14 efat movies when are they coming out i was like soon and you all wanted to record more soon i'm like are oh, you so mad are you like... mad Drinker like a message being like, How come you're not on EFAP like at all? And he was like, Motherfuckers, I've been on it shit tons. He hasn't released any of it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I had that. You haven't been on EFAP for ages. I've recorded three fucking videos for them. You came on your favorite EFAP of all time recently. I did. I did. I came on a couple of weeks back and it, yeah, my favorite EFAP of all time. <sighs> I really wanted to be on that last one. Sorry. So uh, it, was, yeah. Yeah. it was insane. Just purely through insanity, that, that EFAP, by the way. It was crazy. And a great lineup of people. I didn't realize oh, yeah. that Nick Nick was actually part of the, the Local uh, Local podcast. 
Yeah, then so you had was... ER, who was completely unaware that poor oh. man was losing his mind. <laughs> he was broken, man. <laughs> he was, he to was broken. Out of <laughs> Save the girl. Uh, to- Toby sucked as Spider Man. You want to know why I love that quote from uh, your chat? That's completely wrong. It's completely wrong. It's a thousand percent wrong. But I love it because that's normal fandom. Bless your heart. Yeah. Bless your heart. Oh, you, I thought you were going somewhere with that. Okay. I, no. uh, he's saying, he's saying, I did. He's implying okay. it's an absurd statement, but that it's neat to see because it's, it's yeah. healthy to okay. be like, whether or not you think a performance is any good. That's the conversations we want to have. Yep. I think Tom is a good Spider-Man, but he's no, he's no Toby. No. I think Toby's streets ahead of all the Spoderman. The one thing, uh, well, because he's, He's the one thing Hollywood has constantly made a mistake with with Spider-Man, more so with Batman, is really not getting the Bruce Wayne Batman character right. Like they sure. haven't gotten Peter Parker, they're always in the early stages, younger Peter Parker. That is that is a small percentage of the Spider-Man stories. He is mostly a grown-up adult. He's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> oh, fuck it. <laughs> I just give up at this point. I'm just gonna just gonna put this okay. There. okay. Uh, El, El gato, El gato. I think um, I actually think that uh, Ben Affleck, Bruce Wayne at the party was was really good. Yeah, I liked it. We've and... gotten moments. We've definitely gotten moments, but like we have never seen a comic accurate Batman in live action ever. No, no. Christian Bale did some good stuff with it. Sure, he, there's he, been good he, interpretations, he, but never a comic book accurate Batman. Not no, we, uh, well, we haven't had a comic act apart from Batman the animated series. Yeah, Batman but, the uh, animated. Uh, that's the an, that's we're talking live action, not yeah, yeah, the live action. Series yeah, is the goat without question. Uh, the 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 warehouse scene, apart from the kill, the rampant apart murder, from the kid. <laughs> That feels like such a huge concession, though. Apart from the fact that he did what he did, it was great. But yeah, apart apart from what he did, it uh, the warehouse, like the fight, at least the the, like the fighting style, at least in the warehouse scene, is uh, I think the closest we we've got. But I would maybe override that with the silo scene from the Flash, because he doesn't kill anyone. And mm-hmm. he's and so I think that is probably the closest to a ba- how Batman would fight is the silo scene from the Flash. Believe it or not, crazy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, that movie came I, out. Remember that Flash? I, no, oh, no. no. <laughs> I can't show it because I'm not on camera. But I'm holding a poster tube. Inside this poster tube, uh-huh. is uh, I have a couple of marvels one sheets and it's the three it's the three girls that that i like to so i'm gonna hand draw with my sharpie the legs and the butt and everything that i did on that one meme oh Uh, yeah yeah (laughs) and i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking frame one for my house (laughs) and then i'm gonna give uh the other ones to members i'm gonna just raffle it off to members i was gonna show that off but i can't uh but yes i went and bought some of the marvels one sheets and one of them is going to be a trophy, <laughs> literally a trophy in my house, dude. Ah, uh, thanks, Marvel. Yeah, 
Aaron Pipes has been a saucer for nine. Uh, now that Az is taking a month off FNT to transition, what pronouns are we using? What name and what size implants are you planning? Are you doing bottom surgery? Yes. Uh, and uh, my pronouns are going to be um, chair boy. Quitter. That's his pronouns. Quitter. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Does truth hurt? No, doing doing a late night show for three and a half fucking years does. Oh yeah. Okay. Incognitus Jones has been a bar for twenty four. Brendan, you're known for going to bed so early. Fuck off. It's you. You were playing fucking dwarf game at like five a.m. Caused it, Gary. This has caused it. I've been unable to get my sleeping pattern back for three and a half years because what I is the percentage show. of your American audience on your YouTube channel? And be honest, uh, uh, it's uh, I think uh, I'll, I'll give you an exact. How I'd rather have you blame me than your viewers. How about I do blame you? Good. Uh, it is United States 38.5 percent. That's pretty good. United Kingdom 14.4, Canada Shire 4.4. Wait a minute. I have what? No, no. I have more UK viewers. Percentage, Gary. Yeah, you my... have nearly a million subscribers. So by default, you will most. I have 16% UK. Okay. Damn. That's probably because you're from New Zealand. I mean, yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. has something to do with it. <laughs> Australia 3.1, Germany 2.4. Yeah, more Australians than I do. Boost. Boost. Uh, Brendan P's become a member at the bad level. Thank you. Scott Christie Jones has been a bad for 10. Smeegs has been a witcher for 19. Cheers, lads. Great to meet so many cool people at the meetup a couple of weeks back. Amazing time. Been watching the Who reviews. Y'all, give me an early Christmas present and Happy New Year. Hold on. Give me an early Christmas present and year this crap apart. I think it's meant to be tear. Tear this crap apart. Hail. I think we did oh, pretty, pretty. I think we did a good job. By the way, I told yeah. Az this already, but um, Nerd Roddick Jr. has been uh, watching, uh, binge watching as uh, his Batwoman reviews. Paste. <laughs> so, yeah, he's like in the back of the car going, well, what do you watch? As. Well, what, I'm, I, I never had any doubts about your family, Gary. Just you. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, just I tell him just after he's done that, you you put him onto the Robin Hood. That's oh yeah, the, that's the that's the uh, that's the good stuff. He says your suffering is is brought him great entertainment. So heard that quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> heard that quite a lot. You just have to read the comment section in one of those videos, and you'll see that many, many times over. Mm -hmm. uh, General Grievous with a five pound says, fuck the Star Beast, fuck RTD, the walking STD, the Doctor's regenerating, the Doctor's regenerating will forever be my favorite moment in Doctor Who. Mm. Remember when the Doctor was executed by the Time Lords? Yeah. 
forced regeneration. Forced regeneration from two to three. Uh huh. And it's a bit and mean, it, isn't it? And it went in color, by the way. Play track with a fifty Swiss. Went away for a couple of months, and Mauler released a short video. Gary has developed a fetish for roided girls, and as <laughs> has videos are now. <laughs> A fit man reading the dictionary. What's going on? It's a topsy-turvy world. Yeah, it's a crazy thing. world. It's a crazy Stop world. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, but he does have... He definitely has a roided girl fetish. Well, a roided man with a girl's head. No, see, that's why nobody can get on, get on me for that, for that Dude, fucking thumbnail. That because Doctor if you do, thumbnail is fucking amazing. I died laughing when you when I said, oh, man. <laughs> Perry so, Chan, baby. Oh, hey, Gary, hold on. Have I got... Oh, no, I was talking about... I was going to pick up my fork and go... Oh, so good. So good. So good. So good. Uh, oh, no. We got... We got... By the way, chat, we got so many fucking supers today. Thank you so much. It's crazy. Uh, XPM with a $20 says, excellent video today as... You know, maybe if Russell T. Day was a woman, then he would have understood all... <laughs> Aha! It, got him. Got him. Yeah, you can't also, spell. Yeah, mm. you can't spell retard without RTD. Without RTD. What's your favorite Doctor Who Christmas special? I just Ooh. watched the Christmas Carol once again. Loved it. Can we can we say Waters of Mars? I mean, I know it's not, but it's not can we Christmas say Waters special. of Mars? No, you can't. You got to have a Christmas special, and uh, it's either Voyage of the Damned or a Christmas Carol. Uh, Voyage of the Damned. I'm not sure. I'd have to rewatch them. I'm not sure which I'd pick because I quite like a lot of them. I rewatch them around Christmas all the time. We could, uh, we could t on our Christmas live stream. We could talk about it. Sure. James Norman with a bard for seven and Twirly Wolf with a Witcher for twenty-two, and Elric of Menneborn with a bard for six. Big Rog with a two Canadian. Thumbs up. Good to see you, Big Rog. Josh L with a five dollar says, "Hail the real BBC." Since our Smaller and Gary are all expert gamers, <laughs> uh, some some more than others. Let's be real. <laughs> does any of you get excited for the Fallout TV show in April? Uh, no, not remotely. Anyone else? Uh, mm, Lisa I'll check Joy, it out, but I'm not expecting anything. Creators of Westworld, female, diverse female lead. Uh, that's a that's a no. That's okay. A no. And he's the expert. Well, no, Curtis. my my kid's the expert. My like my neurotic junior fucking loves Fallout, and uh, he didn't give a shit. Did it just say five dollar? Probably. Welcome to Shitty Walk. <laughs> Can I take your order, please? <laughs> <laughs> Curtis Caven with a five pounds says we've just seen a lot of garbage, but is Doctor Who the biggest woke destruction of a franchise ever? Feels like it. Yes. Keep it up, guys. You are the antidote, and that's their first ever super chat on the channel. So thank you so much, indeed, Curtis. And I will uh, mirror Gary and say yes. Unquestionably, absolutely embarrassing. Embarrassing. They've there. There's no bad ones. There's bad one. Yeah, no comment from Mahler, but there's bad ones. But my top five murdered franchises, I absolutely stand by number one. Because they're, they're the only ones that went back in their own story and retconned oh. a origin of a 
character that's been around for a half a fucking century and made it a diverse girl who fell very peacefully to her death. Uh, Feire Sama with a five dollar says, I just wanted to stop by and say that you all would be much better and much smarter as females. Yes, we knew that by by uh, by RTD logic. Uh, who's a taco? And, by, and when January rolls around, as will be one, that's why he's taking a month off. So, gotta get my knob cut off. Who's a taco with a sorcerer for seven? Would you give up your channel if Doctor Who, Batman, Star Wars, Trek never sucked and was just better writing stories than before? That means working nine to five. Why? I would talk about how great they were. Yeah, why do I have to sacrifice? Why do we have to sacrifice? Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I would love to have my channel and talking about these good shows. That's what yeah. I'd like to have. I want my cake and eat it. Thank yeah. you. Oh, That's what I want. I didn't do anything fucking wrong. I just yeah. supported this shit for fucking decades. That's the spirit money. of the question they're asking. Would you sacrifice? Would I sacrifice my channel for proper entertainment and a good culture and the and let's throw everything in there and uh, the twin towers are still standing? Sure. All right then. There would be major caveats that would have to add. <clears throat> yeah. One of them being that I can't. No, I can't say that. Uh, Lol note with a 20 check says rolls upon rolls upon rolls. Okay. You know that, Molly? Rolls upon you talking about boogie? Yeah, the hooker that was <laughs> looking fine. There were like, rolls upon no rolls upon rolls. What you are talking about. Uh, the, the woman, the the sex worker who slept with Boogie, which made her give up sex work. <gasps> about boogie oh no yeah you have to understand uh, <clears throat> gary there were several meat aprons <laughs> meat aprons nerdy mama don't gary don't i'm you cringing don't, you don't want to no, know i don't do not you i don't. don't i am old enough to show restraint <laughs> and not give a shit nerdy mama with a five dollar says my first video just went up on my channel it's about the Doctor Who special and why preaching to your audience doesn't work. Congrats. Thanks, y'all, for inspiring me. Great that you went and did something, Nerdy yeah. Mama. Hell yeah. Great that you went and did something. Well done. As Adam Krigler always says to me on Twitter, proud of you. I was going to put, I didn't want to do it. He put up a tweet talking about uh, people unsubbing or uh, YouTube unsubbing people from his channel. And he is definitely in the doghouse for sure. I, I, how many times has he been banned? One of the he's uh, dude. It, it used to be a thing. He would come on Friday night tights when he when he <laughs> yes. had a strike. Yes. So I will. I I deleted the tweet. I should have. I pushed out. Sorry, chat. I put. Oh yeah, that happened to me when I unsubbed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't. I don't want to be mean to Adam today. Maybe tomorrow. Gunnar with a 50 Norwegian says the BBC's own review called it The Message. Yes, they did. And they also didn't like it. Uh, that was Grace Randolph calling it the MCU. Yeah, yes. was, that was the BBC I, culture website bigger. gave the episode a poor review. The BBC, <clears throat> who still somewhat controls Doctor Who, how much we don't know, uh, 
one of their writers was free enough to essentially quote the drinker, critical drinker. Congrats, critical drinker, buddy. yeah. Congrats, buddy. Who is the number one respected voice in film criticism right now? Yes. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, Ministry of Wrong Think with a $20 says, Be Doctor Who writers, retcon Davros because having a bad guy in wheelchair reflects on all wheelchair people. Also writers makes the beast with pronouns an evil enemy of humanity. What did Russell T. Davis mean by this? I think they... Uh... They paint themselves into so Mahler brought this up. Uh, the inconsistencies are they paint themselves in so many corners that you'll and, and you're trying to satisfy something that will never be satisfied. Your boy Zach made a, a pretty good video today about the comic industry and who they've been uh play pandering to, which is uh essentially uh and we really should have gone off over it this episode. We'll we'll try to go over it next week because there's been a lot of chatter from uh comic book retailers. Uh Phil Boyle from uh, Comics Conspiracy, who I, you know, know through name only from when I was retailing, big time retailer, called out a lot of shit, and it triggered the SJW comic book retailers, uh, including uh, Brian Hibbs, which we're we're gonna go over, who still deny that there's a culture war going on. But to make a long story short, sure, uh, yeah. that th th these conversations are now being had, and they're they're just freaking out over it. Right. Uh, but it's 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 a fundamental truth at this point. It's a fundamental truth. Break out but what you want. Your industry is dead. Your industry is dead. Your industry is dead. But hey, you can you can be in 2023 and go around New York Comic Con asking creators whether or not their comics gay or not. Fuck they absolutely broken industry. Um but, but Hollywood's you know, entertainment's going down the same road. The exact same road. They're oh, making want, the same mistakes. Uh, so's gaming. Yeah. So's so, so so AAA gaming. Because you're you're what Zach's point was. They're pandering to a the one of the smallest percentages of an audience, and then they're not even pandering to all of them. They're pandering to a smaller percentage within the small percentage. Dude, how many times and, have I said that? Yeah. How many times have I said you are selecting a three percent? And then what about what of that 3% actually buys fucking comics? And then you're trying to get them to then buy your comic. You're talking tens of people. Tens. Tens. And and, and the the vast, vast, vast majority of men, uh, you know, between the ages of we'll say 18 and 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 up. They have abandoned. The comic book industry is abandoned, and now Hollywood thinks they can abandon them too. Mm -hmm. um, and Zach brought up that they that they were aging out. Well, what what's aging out? At what point is aging out? Well, aging out is when you lose generations of younger. You want to you want to maintain your hardcore uh, customer till the day they die, okay? Because they're your hardcore customer, and they're also the custodians for the new generation, right? And they uh, tend to have disposable income. And yes, well, that's why um, recently the, you know, what I'm saying in the last 50, 60 years, uh, the rule of, um, you know, uh, nostalgia is 20 years. It's basically a 20, 25 year rule. And it, it, it's when the kid grows up enough to have 
and gets old enough to have the disposable income to start getting shit that they couldn't get when they were a kid and also enjoying the stuff when they were a kid, when they were a teenager, when they were 20 years old. Like, you know, I enjoyed comics from when I was six to when I was in my 50s. Pretty equally. Uh, so something changed. It wasn't. And at first I thought it was me. At first I truly thought I'm like, oh, it's just me. And then I found out it wasn't. It turned out to be them. Yep. Um, Locks, uh, Locksaw with a five gifted memberships. Thank you, Locksaw. Gonna have to cherry pick a couple now, folks, because we're uh, against the clock. But if you have super chatted and it hasn't been read out today, I will do it in a super chat square up afternoon tea with Az on Sunday so I can give it the time that it deserves. And I thank you so much uh, for your patience with that. And I thank you so much for your generosity uh, with that. Uh, Dave the Ray for the 20 pounds says, RIP Doctor Who, as a fan since Tom Baker in the, py uh, the Pyramid of Mars, every Saturday I donned my knitted scarf to watch and hide behind the sofa. Absolutely. When scared, now I hide to cringe at this woke mess. Hail the fellowship. And that was Dave the Ray's first super chat on the uh, channel, Dave. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I mean, I mean, I feel you. I feel you. Legalize adulthood with a $20 for the bankers. Uh, meow, kitty, meow. I will put that in the book. Uh, cherry pick a couple now. Thank you, legalize adulthood. Daniel Scott with a $50 says, Hail to the fellowship as you are the silverback among silverbacks. I'm writing a graphic novel set in the 80s about a man breaking down mentally and committing his first murder. Inspired by all of you. I mean, hopefully you're not thinking about <laughs> murdering, murdering us. Um, thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, Daniel, it sounds like an, an actually legit yeah. though. Sounds like an interesting no, that's concept. Let's go. Cool. Cool. Sounds like an interesting concept there. Uh, let's uh, scroll and grab. Uh, Recef the cripple with a twenty dollars says hi. Wheelchair users since the second grade here. The name gave it away though. You know, joke, man. Uh, all my life, I have separate. Uh, I have had separate plans for fire escape planning when a group of people would carry me out because the elevators don't work and I need to get downstairs. Part one of two. And then Recef the Cripple with a 50. Uh, quote, aren't we so virtuous for giving those less able people representation? I am such a good person. Please adore me. I am more important than that wheelchair person. So I can, on a whim, because I'm so important, help those lesser people out. Love me. I, I totally agree. It, it is uh, self-aggrandizing stuff. This self-aggrandizing. If you if you want if you want somebody to be portrayed in one way, they should be absolutely portrayed in the other way. Good, evil, uh, and uh, people, yeah, portray them as people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's that's. But you're now just reduced to a wheelchair. Yep. You're just that's your identity. That's your yeah. entire personality. Is that chair you sit in? But that's. That, in a nutshell, though, Reese, uh, Recef, is identity politics in a nutshell. You lose your humanity. You, you lose your character, complexity, depth. You become superficial. You are disabled. You are black. You are gay. You are female. That's how it works. That's how it works. 
because then you get put into a nice convenient box and then you can all be trekked the same. Uh, that's where it's Alan Mack with a 20 pounds says my 60th and 38 year married R2'd, uh married RTD offends new with Davros comments by uh, then puts a woman <laughs> with the message in a wheelchair to kill. He's a retard. My wife says as exit a girl rules. She does. She does. Good laugh. Uh, it's it is. Oh, dear. Ian so forth, gifting five memberships to the stream. Thank you, Ian. EO with a 50 pounds says, when some people reach their 50s slash 60s, they become unhealthily, uh, unhealthily obsessed with legacy. Given the right... You should listen to DSP. Given the right personal circumstances, cough, no children, cough, and rampant narcissism, then the entire world becomes the victim of that obsession. That's some pretty astute shit right there. And we got Kevin Willis with a 50. Says, I watch you way more than I watch cable TV. So here's some cash. When I'm working in the yard and doing stuff around the house, I listen to Nerdrotic podcasts via iTunes. Get more value from you guys than anything coming out of Hollywood today. Sad. Um... Just from an objective viewpoint, yes, it is, to be honest. We should be um, filler content, not, you know, not the not the mainstream. Uh, but there we go. Right, folks, we will, uh, we will put a pin in it there. And then everybody who Super Chat, like I said, didn't get read out today. First of all, thank you so much. Guys, we've had like 130 fucking Super Chats today. So it, you went absolutely crazy. Thank you so much. Uh, so I will read them out, though, on Sunday. Sunday, fun day, 2.30 p.m. UK time. I will go through them. I'll give them the time that they deserve. Morley, before we go, Gary, Gary's his internet's <laughs> gone or something. Uh, Morley, anything that you would like to plug before we leave? Not in particular, to be honest with you. Just uh, everything is okay. as expected. Open Bar is back this Thursday because Drink will be back from his holiday. And there'll be another E5 episode on the San Saturday. Loki episodes are still being edited. They'll be released once they are. And uh, yeah, you know, just 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 nothing nothing unusual to mention to anybody. Gary, anything that you would like to plug before we go away? <laughs> you got yep. Doesn't work if I do it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Is that better? Can you hear me? Yeah. Now? Oh, hi. How you doing? Hi. Sorry. I I changed browsers because it just stopped on Chrome like it always does. Fucking Chrome. Um, I'm gonna miss you on Friday night tights. That's what I said for for a month. Oh. Uh. We got this guy and uh lesbian haircut uh disco yeah. going on. Uh <laughs> and I will be in LA this weekend at the Los Angeles Comic Con. I will have a panel on Friday afternoon, uh, which is 99 why uh, 99% of all films are garbage. And then Sunday uh afternoon, we have uh, the death of the modern franchise. Um we might try to do a little last minute meetup thing that we're gonna announce maybe thursday night i don't know 
it depends uh in pasadena so keep an eye out on twitter and stuff uh but i'll be with chris gore and x-ray girl kara out there and uh mrs nerdrotic and we'll be running around the con so if you're there if you're at la comic-con come up and say hi please thanks as hey no thank you as always next week we'll be on gary's channel today folks new record for this channel on the real bbc 10,400 i saw hell yeah absolutely amazing but do you know what's sad is probably a lot of that gary and mauler is is made up of people wanting to hear about the doctor who fallout because the fans are there and they've always been there it's just the bbc Russell T. Davis, et al., Disney, that have decided to alienate them. That's the sad reality. Yep. And, and uh, they were never, never going to get everybody back. No. Ever. But they could have got some. They could have got some. And, and now I, they've just given people a reason not to invest ever again. It's a net loss. <laughs> it's a net loss. Yes. Uh... But yeah, I mean, I, I know because whenever I do a Doctor Who video, they do very well on the channel because there's a lot of British people here, obviously, and, and whatnot. And it is a British institution. It really is a British institution. So it's uh, it's so sad to see. But um, thank you, everyone. Absolutely, everyone who came today. I have a video up. I put it up just before this stream um, where I talk about how franchises are actually destroyed by ideology. Um, and you'll be amazed that it's not rocket science shit. No. It's some very simple stuff which comes in and absolutely annihilates franchises. So go check that out. Tomorrow on Eric July's channel, 7.30 UK time, uh, 1.30 p.m. Central time, Rip and the Silverback will be back. God damn it, Leroy. Uh, so do, uh, do watch that. And go buy AlphaCore on Ripperverse.com. Uh, it's doing absolutely amazing. Over 1 million. Last time I checked, it was on about 1 million and 50,000. It's now on 1 million 71,000 with 10,500 individual purchases. And over 18,000 books sold. But uh, so it's still got uh, nearly two months, just under two months to run on that campaign. Ripperverse, ripper with an A.com. Go check it out. Go buy it. Chuck fucking Dixon writing that. Thank you, absolutely everybody who came to watch today. Mods, really do appreciate you giving up your free time. Thank you so much indeed. Everybody who super chatted, and again, if you didn't get it read out, I'll be doing it this Sunday to give you the credit that you deserve. Everybody who super chatted, membered, remembered, gifted memberships, thank you for supporting the channel. We'll be back with some more stuff very soon. You take care. Bye for now.